0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: From News Talk 1110 and 99.3, WBT. This is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. You to me.
2: to ask from somebody
3: I thought that was you <laughs> <laughs> It was this morning I've been singing this non-stop guys I was in the bathroom Just a second ago singing it I
4: was wondering who I was
2: here.
4: Sarah Morales
2: And Jason
4: Moran. It always comes back around
3: Oh but listen to these lyrics I, can, I think I could consider this day
4: I've never heard this song Which happens about half the time now Yeah
3: Listen to this. Okay.
2: <laughs>
4: what else are we going to do?
2: <laughs> right here, this little
3: note, she goes up so high. <laughs> oh.
4: You know all I can hear is your other song, though, <laughs> when <everywhere else> brows <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
3: I was like, "Which one?" That yeah,
4: one. this is nice. I don't have to do any editing. <laughs> I'm always afraid she's going to trick us. Like she's going to be all sweet and kind and loving, and all of a sudden,
3: oh! Then a giant <laughs> curse word's going to come out of her mouth. I have no idea. Now, this Sarah Bareilles wrote um, the music and the lyrics to the musical Waitress, the Broadway musical Waitress, which is so good. It's funny. It's kind Watch of written by Tina Fey. It's really great. <laughs> um, I, I saw it on on Broadway a few years ago when I went to New York on a girls trip with a bunch of my friends and. I downloaded the whole album. She actually recorded all of the music from the musical Waitress and and does all of the songs. And this is one of the songs from that musical. Oh, listen to the harmony. Oh, what a great chord. So this morning, I have no idea why this song was in my head, but I'm not going to lie. I was so proud of my little chihuahua for going out in uh, the cold and tinkling that I just picked her up and I sang, You matter to me. (laughs)
4: That's weird. I just think it's not hard to picture anything no. you just said. I hope. I just hope she was done tinkling when you picked her she up.
5: Yeah. See what, I took my dog out last night. It's like, great job. Let's go inside. It's cold. You're like, you
2: matter to me.
3: <laughs> I danced around the kitchen with the bigger chihuahua because I pretend I'm waltzing with him. So I was singing that to him this morning. But I thought maybe, I was thinking about this driving in, like maybe... Maybe somebody is waking up not feeling great today and they needed to know that they matter, that they matter.
4: So, Or maybe a little chihuahua out there needed to hear this song today. Maybe they needed
3: to see, <laughs> hear it. But if there's somebody out there who feels like they don't matter, you matter to me. And that's, I think, why it was in my head. So if there's somebody that needs this or you want to have a conversation, let I will tell you how much you matter. And she will beat you at snooze right after the show <laughs> That's exactly right. I will not sing the song to you Or I might sing the song to you depending on how you feel That
5: song ended, now I'm going to start another one here Because this has oh. a purpose on our show today too It's a big show coming up today We have lots to do And perhaps more to give away today Than we ever have over a four hour period
3: I know, I'm we're gift you. givers Because you know what, our listeners matter to us
5: <gasps> So here's what I want to tell you Little Doobie Brothers, little Michael McDonald Going on in the background Check this out. Over the next several days, we have tickets to the Doobie Brothers and special guest Steve Winwood coming to PNC Music Pavilion on July 30th. So uh, just
3: past the top of the hour. Isn't Michael McDonald part of it, too? Yeah. Is he part of it? Did you say that? that? Oh, yeah. I totally missed it. You matter, Bo. That might be his voice.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Just, I mean, for some reason when was, you call in, you have to call in as Michael McDonald though. I was like, what a ticket. Yeah,
3: you can only answer questions in Michael McDonald's voice.
4: But listen to this, you guys are gonna love
5: this because we try to get uh, we try to get creative on how we give things away. Did so, you
3: laugh? I, I have been giggling. I've been giggling ever since I sent you my list. Well, so today,
5: this is how you're gonna win the tickets. You know, the Doobie Brothers on many people's yacht rock playlists. Right. So yesterday I thought, you know what, I'm going to get all of our favorite Yacht Rock songs. And today, today in the 7 o'clock hour when you call in, all you got to do is tell us when we play the song that we select, whose yacht is this song playing on? Is it playing on Beth's,
4: Zoki's, Bernie's, or mine? And when Bo asked for the list, you know, Yacht Rock's kind of stigmatized, so I think, I had to ask him, do songs we like or don't like, like, like least favorite songs? <laughs> that's right. Because you hear Yacht Rock like, what's your favorite bad song is what it sounds yeah,
3: like. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things is our group text, our, our group chats that we have. And I giggled out loud when you sent the text, like, wait, that we like or that we <laughs> right. hate? Just to be <laughs> well, clear on
4: this. Because we're going to have to listen to these during the show.
3: Right, we have to hear them. Because
5: last time around, we did the, the most hated Christmas songs. Yeah, well, and that then we hired them. But, uh, I mean, we could have gone the other way with the Yacht Rock songs, but... The interesting thing is, when I do this, we get a little bit of crossover, but very, very little. And uh, I know what you're all wondering. Who's going to be bold enough to put certain songs on their Yacht Rock list, given who's one of the hosts of this show? But we'll get to
4: that later, won't we? <laughs> I will say all five of my songs were in my Spotify. I, These are songs I have.
3: I was looking up Yacht Rock in, like, countdown lists and going through... I honestly, and this may tell you everything that you need to know about me, but you guys already know all of these things about me, I don't think there's a Yacht Rock song that I don't like.
4: Yeah, I was kind of surprised by, again, liking or disliking when I saw your list. I go, huh. You well, I I like these songs I right. have to commend everybody Because you guys
5: You guys, you oh, guys wait. dug deep We did And Bernie especially
6: I actually went on Jim's boat yesterday
4: Just to kind of get The Yellow idea vibe. of what it meant. Well might, to yeah, get in the field like. yeah. The weird thing was I had no knowledge He just took my boat yeah, I just, out yeah, he didn't ask me permission <laughs> I don't know how I got the keys he just found out just now <laughs> Did you leave gas in it? No.
3: So wait a minute. I'm just now going back to you. After you saw my list, you were judging me going, oh my gosh, you like these songs?
4: Yeah. No, exactly. I was unclear again, even though I'd already done my list. Like, wait, just to clarify, songs we like or don't like. Oh. You had some rough ones in there. But see this okay. is the beautiful thing. This is the it's great It's yacht thing. rock.
5: You're not supposed to like them all. You know, Zoki was you know, you were you were clarifying your yacht rock that they were actually Spotify yacht rock songs. But what this comes down to is what's playing on your yacht. You can play whatever you want.
3: So, I could have played like Final Countdown by Europe?
4: You could have, but that would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were trying I actually went into the Spotify yacht rock category and they were all songs I had in mind anyways, but I wanted to make sure I was in that that lane. Yeah. So coming up in in the 7 o'clock hour,
5: whose yacht is this song playing on? Not this one right here, but the one we'll play when you call in. Same thing as always. When you call in, you don't have to identify the song or the artist. You just have to tell whose boat it's playing on, you know, the proverbial boat. But you have to talk about the (laughs) McDonald's boys. And those will be for Doobie Brothers tickets. We also have, I have five pairs of tickets to see the movie Argyle.
3: Which, if you've seen the preview, this looks kind of weird and kooky and kind of fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm jealous. And the cast
4: itself is like, like it's
3: Oh, it's, it's an it's all-star cast. So, I'm jealous of whoever wins these. We say
4: you could go and sit with Bo, but we know that's not a possibility. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bo already has tickets, and he has all the tickets around him as well.
4: <laughs> Cushion of protection. <laughs> There's a radius around Bo where you would not be sitting.
5: So in the 7 o'clock hour, we have Doobie Brothers tickets and uh, really dispersed throughout the show. You just never know when uh, you might have the shot of a Argyle movie. And by the way, I should also stipulate, the Argyle movie screening, see it before anybody else can, is tonight. So that's if, if you want to go see the movie, you got to be able to go tonight. So all this is coming up a very giving Tuesday. It's our own giving Tuesday.
3: Oh, it's giving Tuesday. <laughs> that's right.
5: You thought giving Tuesday was just in what November? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's our own version. I didn't see Katrina's email on this. <laughs> that's right. I'm going rogue. <laughs> Six fourteen on WBT. Reply, don't reply all. Yeah, traffic check now.
7: Here is Boomer oh, Von okay. Cannon. Hey, thank you. Hey, can I nominate a uh, Yacht Rock song? Yeah.
4: you your Doobie Brothers? Uh-huh, S- uh-huh. South City Midnight Lady. Oh. It's, 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 okay. got, it's got cold brews and boat shoes written all over cold it. Cold brews and boat oh. shoes. <laughs> That's so cool. You know
3: what? We should be having some cold <laughs> brews and boat shoes while we do this contest today. Um,
4: hey. <laughs>
7: I'm in there.
3: Let's go. <laughs> You're already knee deep. <laughs> aren't you? Boomer's,
7: Boomer's doing the traffic from there today. That's right. Got the boat shoots un- unlaced, too, man. Going cash.
5: Why the face?
4: <laughs> this is just what I look like, Bo. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you, were, you were looking at me funny was doing resting radio face. <laughs> is that what that
2: was?
3: <laughs> it's resting radio face. <laughs> you look very like, like you're
5: suspecting something of
3: me. <laughs> I, I was. I was expecting some bow trickery. Oh, trickery. Why? That kind of hit the post there. Thank you. Wait a minute. What is bow trickery? You know, like. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> when you surprise me with some oh, trickery. Oh, okay, okay. Some bow trickery.
5: Shenanigans. Shenanigans. No, that that the face you gave me is uh, when I I have a smile on my face and you don't know why it is and we're coming back from a break. Right? That's bow trickery. Yeah, that's bow trickery.
4: Yeah, we just put a name on it. Exactly. Normally you're kind of stone face, so when you're smiling, we know something's up. <laughs> I know. I do. I know something's up. <laughs> I was actually thinking about something for later, but
5: but for right now, um, I was thinking about a story that uh, you brought to my attention, and I was talking to Bernie before you all got here, and I am really the wrong person to uh, give an accurate take on how this actually works because. I'm not kidding when I say this. The last time I ordered anything via delivery, I think it was probably when Domino's still did the 30 minutes or less.
3: And how long has that been? Yeah, that was like 1993. Yeah. Like, I'm just not a delivery food kind of guy. That and seems like the perfect thing for you, because there is no interaction. Were you avoiding Noid? <laughs> yeah, probably was <laughs> then. That's right on point. But I,
5: I, it's not that I have anything against it. Or actually, I do. I don't like being out of control of it. I like going and picking up the food myself. And I know that sounds counter, counteractive to what I usually say, because mm. I have to go in. And, and But you know, you really don't. Like... Here's the example. For the first time the other night, I, we have a Domino's pretty close to our house. So I ordered Domino's the other night and went up to the corner, and there's a thing on the app where they want to know when you're there getting out of your car. And I said to my wife, why do they want to know that? And it's because now when you walk in, the Domino's, at least in my neighborhood, and I'm assuming this is uniform, you walk in, and the pizzas are waiting on a on a. You know, on a rack when you walk in, you don't have to talk to anybody. You just walk in and grab your pizza, like a lot of restaurants do. But this is somewhat new for Domino's. Hmm. So, all of which to say, I haven't I haven't ordered delivery of food in a long, long time, and yet now I'm I'm seeing what some of the price markups for are for some of these DoorDash and GrubHub. Mm-hmm. And and I was talking to Bernie. How often do you order food delivery?
6: It's not super often anymore. But I did notice. Uh, God, this was like last year that I noticed. Um, someone from uh, a place called Little Big Burger. There was one up near my house, near Highland Creek. It's not there anymore. But they told my wife, "Hey, when you order, make sure you order on our website because if you order through DoorDash, because they have the pickup option, not just delivery on DoorDash, they also upcharge you just to just to order on the app, mm-hmm. even if you don't use the service of delivery." Yeah. So I we didn't know that until about a year ago, but I think we're we're guilty of using delivery yeah too I much mean, I, I get lazy.
3: I'm not gonna lie we don't use it a lot um, but I get like a fifteen dollar credit on Uber Eats each month through my credit card uh-huh. so sometimes if we're feeling really lazy on a Saturday and we're sitting there in our pajama pants and you know watching Netflix documentaries or something we'll order bagel sandwiches or something and use that $15 credit, which then ends up costing about what it would cost to go and pick it up. Because okay. But isn't that sad that a $15 credit doesn't get you very far?
5: So Beth Troutman, who is just the nicest person anyone has ever met, and people love you and, and you're so positive, but we found out about, what, three or four months into this show of doing this with you, that the one thing that sends you the other way faster than anything else Service charges,
3: service charges that are ridiculous, like Ticketmaster. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you Ticketmaster one day. Just
4: <laughs> <wave>. <laughs> McDonald's. Now, this is according. That's the Bethelat, by the way. My
3: evil
2: <laughs> laugh.
5: According to Finance Buzz, this is a study they've done on various delivery services. McDonald's and Chick fil A orders were about 100% more expensive on Postmates and DoorDash according to a study. 100%
3: more. 100% more. They're saying it can cost $15 to $20 or more to get a $10 meal delivered instead of purchasing it in store, which I've never ever had a drive-through restaurant place deliver to me because I feel like drive-through I can I can do that in my pajama pants. The only thing I've had delivered is something where I'd have to go in, and I and I don't want people to see. I think like you spend a lot of time in
6: pajama pants. <laughs> I do,
3: I do. It is my favorite thing. As soon as I get home, I put on my pajama pants. My pajama pants are my thing. I love them.
6: I do have a pair of Panthers joggers that I put on as soon as I get home. Yes, so yes. You won't wear sad, them in public.
4: Sad. I've worn them here
6: on the weekends
4: I just when no one's here because yeah.
6: of the Panther season. That's true.
4: I'm like I'm Team Bo though. I've never had a nap. I've never called any of these. Uh, if I well, we don't really get pizza, but when we used to, I'd go pick it up in person. Like I don't think I've ever had anything delivered, food wise. So just never.
5: According to this, it can cost fifteen to twenty dollars more to get a ten dollar meal delivered instead of purchasing purchasing it in store at many of these places. I, I just I, and Bernie told me something that really blew my mind, which is that if you order on the app, the delivery app, even if you go pick it up, if you order it on the app and not in the store, the very same thing on the menu. Very, very different prices.
3: Yeah, they—they they, it's it's as if they up the price by a dollar or or more on the the app menus because if you go in and sit down and eat, and especially if you're ordering from a place you're accustomed to, when you see that price online, you're like, wait a minute, when did they start charging fourteen dollars for a burrito? And then you realize that it's part of the the. It's, it's like this built-in service charge, then there is a service charge, then there is a delivery fee, then you're tipping on top of that. And the app, which is, at least Uber Eats does this, will tell you um, things like, be sure to tip more, it's raining outside, you know, it, it actually... It says things like that to you, and you end up spending. It'll be easy to spend 50 bucks on a, a, a meal for two. Chick fil A had the highest total markup
5: of restaurant chains that Finance Buzz surveyed. Delivery orders from the chain between 82 and 149 percent more expensive than if you go pick it up.
3: And this this applies to the delivery apps that are um, through grocery stores as well. But uh, According to this same survey, things like Instacart, when you're ordering for from grocery stores, that you could end up paying anywhere between $0.50 cents and $2 more per item if you're using the the grocery delivery services.
6: I'd love to know how many people go through this whole process, get to the checkout, and then realize how much extra it is. And they're and like, because I've done that so many times, I'd yeah. love to know the science on that. The, the well, and
5: now what they do is, if you leave the cart full but don't pay, they'll send you you know emails. Your cart's still full. You're not done yet. I was like, no, I saw the price. Thank you.
3: Right, I saw that you were charging me five a five ninety nine <laughs> delivery fee plus a twenty percent tip plus my burrito was fourteen dollars.
5: Here at WBT, the news is free. News Talk eleven ten WBT. Bo and Beth here. And I'm still honestly just sitting. Here processing uh, the story that Mark uh, just had in his newscast about uh, the the juvenile and tracking down the parent and the parent telling you, Mark Garrison, basically, I had other things going on. I'm sorry, I had some things that I I couldn't keep keep, uh, tabs on where my kid was.
7: Yeah, I mean, uh, this 14-year-old girl was with uh, seven other people in two stolen cars speeding through Harrisburg. Uh, The car is ultimately wrecked, and uh, this 14-year-old girl, as we said, went to a house and asked somebody to call her mom. Well, the mom didn't take that call at 3 in the morning, and then when the cops called her... Uh, later that morning to say, we've got your daughter. She said, well, I've got other things to do. So five of the kids are still at large, as yeah. you said, and uh, we will we'll face uh, charges
5: that we'll learn about in the coming days, but it, it just sort of illuminates, uh, and a lot of these stories that we talk about, about repeat offenders and kids that are out uh, and doing things, uh, and and you wonder, does anybody know? Is there anybody that is, like I said, keeping tabs on
7: what's going on here? And she hung up on you. Yeah, she did. I mean, I, I asked her a very pointed question. Hey, what what does that say about you as a parent? And, uh, she, yeah, at that point she hung up. You know, the police all across the area, even in Charlotte, have been sounding the alarm about this even last week, saying we've got all these juvenile offenders who, because of a new state law, we can't lock up, and they just keep getting turned over to parents and... Keep committing crimes over and over.
3: Well and it makes you wonder, you know, if if these young people are doing this to try to get attention from parents. I mean, it it seems so surprising to me that that the the mother didn't take the 3am call you know if my phone rang at 3am uh, we're awake at that time but you know you would think that it was because of something serious you yeah, would think it was exactly. because of something that you needed to focus your attention on and you know the fact that the the police then called and 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 she wasn't available to to see her or go get her daughter. Then I I have to wonder what kind of impact that has on the, the daughter in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it's just an entire cyclical thing. And the folks who have, you know, compassion in their hearts, you start thinking about the relationships and, And, you know, the folks who are out there that want to help and want to change the world want to figure out how to communicate better with these young people to help them make better choices and and be an adult who who shows that they care. And, And you wonder if that would make a difference. You know, you wonder if that would change behavior patterns that maybe it is looking for attention or they haven't yet been taught right from wrong because they didn't get attention.
7: That's a good question. I mean, you know, we're talking eight kids here, all teens apparently, uh, in two stolen cars running 100 miles an hour. And rather than stop for a blue light, they turned their lights off and kept running. The officer told me that in one instance they made an extremely dangerous move cutting across a median on Highway 49 in the middle of Harrisburg, if there had been any other traffic out there, mm-hmm. this could have been a catastrophe. And uh, again, back to the conversation that you had with the mother, the
5: indifference, yeah. a- almost yeah. as if uh, I'm more uh, uh, annoyed that you called and bothered me than, oh, my goodness, you're telling me something about my kid. I better go make sure that I can app- you know, apprehend or at yeah. least uh, intervene. That, the, that, that stuck out at me uh, you know, among many things in that story. And, and again, uh, just a little uh, inside baseball. H- how did this whole story come about that you were covering this yesterday?
7: Well, I actually got a uh, call from a relative uh, who said that this girl had turned up at their door at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. And uh, that's how I found out about it. And so I thought, well, this is worth learning some more about yeah.
5: Well, a uh, great report uh, as always, and I, I, again, um, I, I'm just listening to my own show or the show that I'm a part of, and I'm listening to the newscast. And I'm, I'm, you know, you saw me, Beth. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm hanging on it like a Dateline episode, the way Mark is telling the story. And unfortunately, this is real life, and it's, as I said, uh, a parent that seems indifferent. But uh, when you start connecting the dots as to why all of these, uh, this, this, this epidemic of of, of young crime is happening, um, you, you start to see some of the background here and and uh, you can put two and two together unfortunately
7: yeah sad to think that we might have a lot of indifferent parents out there mark garrison breaks my heart we'll uh keep
5: you know following this with you and i know you will too but uh, as i said uh excellent report there uh just a few minutes ago it's very possible some people listening right now beth troutman have been the recipient of a letter in recent days from their employer. I know for a fact a lot of you listening work at Bank of America. Let's just run the averages in Charlotte and a lot of people in any gathering work at Bank of America. Yeah, Bank of America has been sending out warning letters that they're calling letters of education to those people who have not been showing up in person for work. The uh, so-called letter of education, at least part of it goes like this, quote, failure to follow the workplace excellent expectations applicable to your role within two weeks of the date of this notification may result in further disciplinary action, unquote. Which is to say, you need to start coming to work in person for at least part of the week.
3: I wish they would just say it like that. Because when you read the quote, failure to follow <laughs> the workplace excellence expectations <laughs> applicable to your role. I mean, talk about like corporate jargon. Just say, you know what? You need to get your bahooti back to work <laughs> because we're expecting people to be in the office X number of days. You know, a lot of people... We were talking about Postmates and delivery services a couple of segments ago, and I talked about how I loved being in pajama pants. I know people love working from home in their pajama pants, and going to work and having to be in workplace clothing is a completely different thing. And the pandemic changed workplace attendance. It changed what people think is necessary in order to get their jobs done. And I know that these big corporations are trying to get us back to a relative pre-pandemic type of in-place work. I mean, IBM, another company, and that's a company that is also headquartered or at least has one headquarters here in North Carolina, they're sending out a huge letter to all of their managers Saying that if you don't work near an office, you need to move immediately or leave the company. They're basically saying if you are one of those people who bought a home in a cheaper place Mm -hmm. when the pandemic happened because you thought that you could work remotely and that remote work was going to be infinite, you need to relocate back to the office because we need you back in face to face meetings and face to face there is a whole and I know I get it I get it I, I you and I never we we didn't leave we're here you know I think you before I ever got here you you had a few weeks that you were not in the studio yeah I can't imagine doing this job remotely cuz I have to look at y'all I I mean not not I have to look at y'all I <laughs> want to look at y'all while while we're talking but there are so many people who found a work life balance in the remote working part of life where they could pick up their kids at school or they could like make a snack or they could, uh, you know, make their own meals and save money on things like daycare. I get why people like the work remote option. The the big question is, are the managers who are sending out these letters, are they seeing workers slack off, things aren't getting done, or are they just wanting to (laughs) To reap the uh, how much money they're spending on office space? Yeah, you wanna they're, they're, you wanna know
5: what's happening when you're on the clock, right? Yeah. Now, uh, look, if you call us, uh, you, you can remain remain nameless. I'm not gonna ask you to. Yeah, you can use, use a fake name, but I, I know some Bank of America employees, or maybe some bosses, and it, not just Bank of America, but like you yeah. point out, uh, this is indicative of a lot of different companies across the area. If you're uh, within the sound of our voice. I'd like to hear from you because I'd like to know, like you just said, what is it what is it exactly that you're trying to keep tabs on or that you want to know? Or, and I'm not arguing that it's not a, a good policy. I'm just wondering when you drill down, what's driving it?
3: Yes, I would love to hear from the managers who, have, who are making these decisions and sending out the letters and from the people who are getting the letters or are getting... The mandates, you know, friends of mine who work in the different banking institutions around here, which tons of tons of people do, they have three day work day in office Mm -hmm. minimum kind of schedules that you have to come in at least three days a week or you have to come in at least two days a week for face to face contact. I, I, I want to hear from both. Why why managers want everybody back in the office, and why some people don't want to go back. And
5: I wonder if it's like uh, you know the days of grade school, when 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 somebody talked in class, and therefore the teacher said, "All right, well, uh, the whole class is going to have to suffer because of what little Johnny did." You know. What? Was it a, a transgression? And this is why I think I, I'm trying to, you know, I, I know that uh, just because you call and tell me what happens in your, your workplace doesn't mean it's uh, indicative of everything. Right. But to get an idea of where this is coming from, because for the longest time, you know, managers it, 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 during the pandemic and shortly after it, they're saying, oh, this is great. You know, people can work on their own terms and, and they're more productive in some cases. But somewhere along the way, the pendulum started swinging the other way. And as long as production is the same, if not greater, then something else has got to be driving this.
3: Yeah, yeah. You I know think what I mean?
6: it's commercial real estate. I will say, I worked my last job before I got here was uh, a remote job um, uptown. And obviously, rent had to be astronomical. Oh, yeah. But we started remote for the first three months. And I'm a people person. I need, like you, Beth, I need to have the, the conversation, like the face-to-face. Right. Not everybody's like that. Some yeah. people like to stay at home. Um it was insane to see the amount of money I had to spend on gas and then on a parking spot.
3: Yes, I was wondering uh, about that. I parked far that. away.
6: I parked far away from. I had to walk a pretty decent amount to my uh, to my building. But
3: well, there's a huge expense, like you said, gas, parking clothes, you know, because if you can wear the same pajama pants every day, but you having work attire, all of those things, plus childcare, plus having money for lunch, or because if you're going to go out to eat, you don't have time to make your lunch at home. All of those things are extra expenses on top of, you know, what you would normally what, what you're making. 704-570-1110,
5: Seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten taking your phone calls right now. I think we got a few uh, in the queue here, but but again, uh, and here we go. Let's go to let's go to Joanna. Joanna's on line one. Want to weigh in on this before we hit the top of the hour. Good morning.
8: Well, good morning to both of you. So I've got a couple of different opinions from a couple different perspectives. As as an employee, as a manager, and also what I'm doing now as a career developer with my own business. So um, as an employee. Um, you'll find that you're face-to-face with people mm-hmm. in the office. And when you're at home, you do have more flexibility. So that's kind of a given, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
8: And there's there's different people. they They work differently, and not everybody is as productive when they're at home. And they know that. Mm-hmm. So uh, employers know that. Mm-hmm. So as a manager, they know that too. And they do like people to be face-to-face Ba-ba-ba-ba. because they are more productive when they are face-to-face. Now, as a career developer, that's the biggie. I try to find, I try to develop people's careers, and the hardest thing that I'm, the most difficult part of that is finding people, especially from different generations, younger generations, that are willing to -to face-to-face with people. They are so accustomed and much more comfortable texting and emailing, and they're uncomfortable talking face-to-face with people.
5: That's an interesting that point, yes. because yep. because some people are old enough to know what it's like on both sides of it. But you're right. I mean, the, the very youngest end of the workforce that started during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, there's some people mm-hmm. skills that they've never developed.
3: And they need to. You're right, Joanna. They need to develop those skills, because communication skills might be some of the most important skills that you can have in any kind of work scenario
8: employers are looking for older workers that have those skills. And so I encourage older workers, when they come to me over the age of 50, you You're just really discouraged, I tell them no, 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 no. People are hiring. Employers are looking for you because you're comfortable face-to-face with customers. So that's my take.
5: Thank you so much, Joanna. We got to stop it there. We're up against the clock here on WBT, almost seven o'clock.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman.
5: Good morning. January 30th, 2024. We have much to do this hour. On Good Morning BT, Bo and Beth and the Zoke and Bernie and George in the house. Hey, George! George!
2: George! Day 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 George. Day George.
5: <laughs> yeah, George is like, they're putting me to work now. I mean, if Bernie's going to work work, we got to <laughs> move on to George. <laughs> so we're about to crank up uh, this Doobie Brothers tickets contest. But I want to do something first. I want to go to the WBT hotline, and I want to welcome our friend Larry to the show. Larry, are you with us? I'm here. How are you doing this morning? Uh, We're good. And now we talked to you on Friday when we actually did our last contest. And uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, (laughs) He says that. He's so sad. Yes, I remember I lost.
5: (laughs) For those of you who don't know why he's a little dejected, let's go back in time. Here we go. Then you name that Bob Dylan or Bob or Dylan for Bob Dylan tickets. Coming to Charlotte. Once
9: upon a time you dress so fine. Do the bumps of dime in your prime. Then you Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calls,
5: He's coming to the Belk say, Theater on March 17th, Bob Dylan. So all got to do is 704-570-1110, name that Bob or Dylan. So let's go, to, let's go to Larry on line two. Larry. Hey,
1: how are you doing this morning? We're hey, good. Hey, Larry.
5: Do you want a Bob or a Dylan?
1: Hanging out. Uh,
5: let's go Bob. All right, Bernie, let's go with Bob three. Okay? All right, Bob. I mean, sorry, Bob. All right, Larry, name this Bob.
8: What's the problem? He's a problem. He's an animal. Well, get used to it. He's your roommate. <laughs> Since we formed, he's on our side now.
9: Yeah, I used to be a real jerk, but now I'm a people guy.
5: <laughs> Larry, do you know who that Bob is?
8: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
7: I remember oh I don't know who that Bob is. Should I, I give him a hint? I
1: remember I can see his face, but I can't remember Yes.
3: There that, was no. a remake of the movie Mr. Ed.
5: Okay, well I didn't and he was in I it. Didn't know that. Yeah, I was gonna say here's an that, obscure fact to here's <laughs> an obscure fact <pack laughs> to take you off the trail of knowing what it is. <laughs> hey, here's the hint I would I would give you. Uh, the Bob doesn't necessarily have to come first. In the name. Well, this one does. I <laughs> said didn't necessarily. Oh, oh, oh. Are we trying to help him or not? The, the third, the third hint would be
9: Police Academy. Okay, there you go. You say you never come from Yeah, I, I, I can see the guy's face. The I, I don't know his name.
4: All right,
3: it's Bob something. Hey, that's right. That's right. One hundred percent
5: correct.
4: It's, it's the, Bob something. It's the something.
3: Y'all didn't see the Mr. Ed remake?
4: You no, I did not. No. no. <laughs> I had no idea he was in it. We should do it, Just give obscure facts that lead people away from the answer. Too.
5: I actually don't even know if I've seen anything but Police Academy 2 and 3 that he was in. All right, let's go to Carrie on line 3. Carrie, hi, you're on WB. So I played that because we essentially disqualified Larry because <laughs> he got the wrong answer after we both gave him wrong hints.
3: Yeah, because it was not a Mr. Ed remake it was a movie called Hot to Trot but it did have a it did have a talking horse
5: <laughs> and Bobcat Goldthwait was indeed the first Bob the first in the name
3: Bob is first in Bobcat Goldthwait
5: <laughs> so what I, I don't know what was, what was in my head was it, it could be a double name but i said <laughs> it doesn't have to be first and yet that it was so i wanted to bring Larry back on the line because we decided we're gonna do a little something for Larry since we basically led you down the path to a wrong answer, Larry. We're gonna give you Doobie Brothers tickets because oh, wow. of your efforts on Friday because we felt bad about that.
3: We do feel <laughs> terribly bad. So it's not Bob Dylan, but it's the Doobie Brothers. Is that is that okay? Is that a is that
5: a, a decent uh, parting gift?
1: Oh yeah, that's fantastic. All I right. didn't
7: really expect that.
5: I know. I appreciate it. We, we knew we were gonna call you and you had no idea why we were calling, but we. Uh, we had a meeting after the show, and we said, we did Larry wrong, and uh, we're going to make this right. And so, Larry, congratulations. Doobie Brothers tickets are yours if you want them.
4: Oh, absolutely. I appreciate that. All right. So, nice. Larry... the only caveat is they're playing in Sioux City. <laughs> so um, It's Christmas Eve in are Sioux City. Done? Are you okay with that? So,
5: Larry, Larry is the first official winner in our contest to see the Doobie Brothers Yay! featuring... Right. with uh, Tom Johnston, Michael McDonald, Pat Simmons, and John McPhee, and special guest Steve Winwood. Hey. How about that? PNC Music Pavilion uh, on the July 30th here in Charlotte this summer. So, Larry, put, put Larry on hold so Larry can talk to George.
3: Well, let me ask, Larry, are you so excited? Oh,
5: wait, Larry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there Yay. you go. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. I appreciate
1: it. Well, so there-
3: we love you, Larry, and I'm really sorry. And you are hot <laughs> to trot, my friend.
1: I'm just, I'm just glad my name wasn't on the extinction list. Right after the game, I was driving to work, and I'm like, "My name better not be on there."
3: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just a really yeah. bad day. For
5: Yours wasn't, but mine was. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, congratulations. So from here on out, here's how the tickets will be won. That was the that was number one. But we have more tickets to give away to the Doobie Brothers. So because the Doobie Brothers are so often found on yacht rock playlists. We've compiled a list. Bernie, yours truly, Beth Troutman, and Jim zoki they all gave me their favorite yacht rock song. So when we come back, 704-570-1110, it's very simple when you call in. You just tell us whose yacht you want to hear the music from. We play the song, and you say... Whose yacht was that on, right?
3: Right. You say, who do you think loves that yacht rock song?
5: Yeah, I slightly messed that one up, too. What I meant to say was, <laughs> you call in and you say, give me a song, Bo. I give you a song, and you tell me whose yacht that's playing on. Right. There we go. Right, right, right. Streamlining is really cool. 704-570-1110, whose yacht is the song playing on? From the people in this room, you get two correct answers. You win Doobie Brothers tickets, all right? All right. All right, we're ready for this. We're ready to have some fun, give away some tickets to the Doobie Brothers because they're coming to PNC Music Pavilion on July 30th with special guest Steve Winwood. All you got to do when you call in, we play a song. You say, you Which yacht is that song coming from? Go? The yacht owned by Jim Zoki? The yacht owned by Beth Troutman. I forgot what songs they said, so I'll be just a surprise as listening. Just listeners. a surprise. Or Bernie or me. Let's go to Jay on line one. Jay, how you doing, man? Hey. You ready to go here? Let's do it. Alright, here's the song, Whose Yacht is playing this song, Bernie.
2: One
5: Jay, which of us is playing that song from our yacht? It's Lido
9: Shuffle by Skaggs. I'm going to
5: mm. go with Bo. I'm sorry, that is not my oh, yacht. No, 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 Jay. Sorry, Jay. you suck my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll keep the Bo Skaggs going. We'll bring Scott on. Scott, you're on News Talk 1110, WBT. He's on line two. Scott, how are you, sir?
3: Good morning. Hey, right. Scott.
5: All right, Scott. Let's uh, crank up that speaker again. Uh, here's the song playing right now.
2: <laughs>
5: Scott, <laughs> I wish you could see the person. Di- I wish you could see the person dancing the most in the room here. But whose uh, whose yacht do you think that's playing from? Well, if there's somebody
4: dancing in
8: the room, it's got to be Beth. Uh, ah,
4: see, see, <laughs> you, you set him off the trail. But I wasn't wrong.
3: But you weren't wrong. I was dancing pretty hardcore, Scott. <laughs> All right, Scott. All right, Scott's gone, and
5: now let's get Roger on line three. Roger, how you doing, man?
3: Hey, Roger.
5: Hey. All right. So you're you're going for Doobie Brothers tickets, and we have. And this gets right. This gets easier because if you've been listening, you've narrowed it down now. As to who this might be, okay. So, uh, who is playing this song from their yacht? <laughs> uh,
4: Jim Zoki.
5: That is there correct. Welcome aboard. <laughs> right.
3: And just for Scott, who uh, who who did not get that right, Jim was dancing was. with me in that moment. While
4: yeah. lip syncing, we should say as well. Well right. yeah you were Because we couldn't sing it out loud because I would give it away. Right,
3: right, right. But Jim was dancing pretty just as just as just as hard as you. Yeah, vibrantly. Vibrantly. <laughs> That's how I was. Vibrantly.
5: Alright, so Roger, you've correctly identified what uh, Zoki is swaying to. We have one more song for you. You gotta tell us whose yacht is playing this song. It's
2: been such a long
5: I'm sorry, it's not Bernie. Oh, Roger. Oh, man. I thought. Uh. <laughs>
3: Turns out I love all yacht rock.
5: Well, you say that now. <laughs> we'll find something. All right. Jake is on line four. Jake, welcome to WBT. How you doing, man?
10: I'm doing well. I hope you
5: are. All right. We're doing well. Uh, so one's off the board. Who is playing this song from their yacht? I'm
8: going to have to say it's for you, buddy.
5: Ah oh, man, I'm sorry. It's not playing in my yacht. Oh, let's go to Fox on line number five. Dude, I love your name. Hey, Fox. Hey, Beth and Bo. Hey, Fox. Uh, that, that, that's uh, Beth's yacht. That is Beth's boat. That
3: yes, is it is. That is 100% my boat, Fox.
5: Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know that, I know that song, and you've talked about it before on the radio.
3: I am a big fan of that song. I'm not talking about me. You're actually a candidate
4: for every song we're going to hear during this contest, it I is think. That's true. It's true. That's it true.
5: <laughs> Even Mark's You job are now. Yacht Rock.
4: <laughs> All right, so. Death yacht.
5: Fox is uh, halfway there. We're going to pull up to the yachts one more time and uh, ask you, Fox, who's playing this song?
2: Hello?
3: Yeah, we're here. Can you hear the song? I, I think that's good. No, I can't hear the song. Oh, you can't hear oh. the song. Hold on, let's turn it up. Can you, you hear oh, okay. it? Yeah, I got it. Little
5: Michael Ooh, that's Jackson.
7: A hard, that's a, a, a hard one. Let's go with uh, Bernie on that.
5: Oh, I'm sorry, it is not Bernie. Uh, it's not Bernie. Fox,
3: sandwich. I love you, man.
5: All right. I knew
4: a smiling
5: all right. So we uh, still have the tickets on the board. This is fun. We gotta, you know, gas up the yachts and uh, <laughs> keep
3: on going. I'm actually surprised by
5: and she said, oh, all of the. I
3: can't. I can't- <laughs> <laughs> that's-, that's so. What
4: are you trying to say?
3: <laughs> I can't. I can't say it because if I say it, then it'll give it away.
5: <laughs> we will. Uh, we will set sail during the uh, the newscast, and we will <laughs> gas up where needed. And we will commence with round two of the contest. If you'd like to win Doobie Brothers tickets by telling us whose yacht is playing this song. Not this song, but the one that's on the board (laughs) we just played, the Michael Jackson song. Doobie Brothers tickets featuring Tom Johnston, Michael McDonald, Pat Simmons, and John McPhee. Special guest Steve Winwood. Doobie Brothers coming to PNC Music Pavilion July 30th.
3: Like the perfect PNC Music Pavilion concert, because it's kind of like you're sitting on a yacht. And you just sit out in the grass and have a cold beer yeah. without your shoes on. No water, but everything else is
2: great. Oh yeah,
4: <laughs> I would keep your shoes on. Having <laughs> <laughs> walked around out there, yeah, Go shoes, at least flip so, flops. In uh in fine Good
5: Morning BT fashion, we're uh, being very creative about how we give these away today.
3: I love this game.
5: You know, a lot of people say Doobie Brothers or Yacht Rock. And uh, I know they're not Bruce Hornsby, but that's a a conversation for another day. I think it's a conversation for today. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe we'll find that out. 7045-701110. So imagine you're out on the lake, you're out on the water, you come up to four yachts that are partying together, right?
3: We're tied up. It's one of the little tie-up parties.
5: Yeah. Not not pontoons, but yachts. Well, mine might be a pontoon that you have to paddle. (laughs) And it's a simple question. When you call in, I'll give you a song, and then you tell me... Whose yacht is this song playing from? The speaker's on.
3: And this is actually a tough competition because most yacht rock kind of sounds the same.
5: 7045 10 Chris, you're on WBT. Hi, Chris.
8: Hey, guys. Yeah, that's a long train running late, I tell you. Yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. What's yeah, you walking
5: up. up. Let's get to it. Here's the song, Chris, that's on the board right now. They say what? Well,
8: Who, who our yacht captains are yeah. yeah, i got Beth and Jim and Bo Am I missing somebody else? Bernie is the other one Bernie's the other one, okay And then Beth, you just had yours So I presume you're not doing double. Well, could be Well, yeah. Bo likes to
3: trick people
5: <laughs> <laughs> Well, then that one's Bo that one is mine. You are correct.
3: And this is what I was going to say last segment. I had no idea that Michael Jackson's why
5: or human nature was Yacht Rock. Well, so that's the thing about this. It's a bit subjective because I I said, whose yacht is it playing on? That means you get to choose the Yacht Rock you play. Wait, we I could should've... have played Metallica? Well, I mean, technically, yes, but oh, I didn't. I, I didn't know the done rules. show
3: tunes. <laughs> no.
11: <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, hey, you can play whatever you like. Well, there and,
5: you go, Chris. And listen, I, I, much like Zoki, I did scrutinize my list of see if it showed up on any other like spotify popular and yacht ride, and it did so yeah. mine was spotify verified yeah, yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna be you know hearing michael jackson's thriller but you might hear that song so all right bernie uh let's bring on oh we have chris and he's halfway there so chris here is your second song bernie i'm gonna throw this one your way let's do
3: It's pencil just my broke. pencil just
5: broke <laughs> i have to give bernie the songs in code all right, you ready? All right, you ready, uh, Chris? Right. Here we go, Chris. Song You're number ready. 2. Here we go.
2: of makes me feel fine going the jazz in my mind.
8: great tune. Um Geez. G uh, <laughs> All right, I'm going with Bernie.
3: <laughs> oh. It is, uh, it's a great tune.
5: It is not Bernie. I'm sorry, Chris. A valiant effort on your part. Going to have to send you back into your, your boat. Going to have to motor off. Mindy's online, too. Hi,
7: Mindy.
9: Good morning. Hi. Hi. Well, let me just preface this. I don't think I'm eligible because I've won something in the last 60 days, but I wanted to... to sunshine i think this is a really difficult game because the first person i mean the person who listens is like okay they can dwindle it down to two and then the next person and then the same person has to pick out of the four
2: yeah
9: um i think that's a really hard game
2: Yeah. yeah bo and
9: i should have a solution for my comment like maybe maybe go to three people instead but um Anyway, I just wanted to share that.
3: Do you want to take a shot at it? They said if it's 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 the last thirty days.
5: Oh, so okay. you're well, good.
3: Miss Sunshine, take a shot <laughs> but at. wait
5: a minute, Miss Sunshine. I, I thought that it would be easier if you start chipping away at who's, you know. Well, it, that,
3: yeah, she's saying it is easier,
5: but
9: yeah. then
3: it's hard for the person it's that.
9: It's easier the, for, for the like. So let's say someone calls in. It's like, okay, I know it's not Beth. I know it's not Bo. Right. So now they only have two to choose from. But the second song, they've got, they go back to four. Yeah. And, wow. I mean, nobody yeah. really. Anyway, but that's my my little.
4: Uh, Bo was a very mean son. and evil person. <laughs> yeah, we deal with that on a daily. Basis here.
5: <laughs> well, before we started this, I said to Beth, Should we retire the songs when somebody gets them wrong? That would have been even harder. Yeah, that would have been so, harder. So, actually, Mindy, I'm your friend. You just don't
3: know it. <laughs> Do you want to try, Mindy? <laughs> sure, I'd love to try. All right. All right, Miss Sunshine. Here's the song that's on the board. <laughs> love <Summer laughs> breeze, makes me. Feel fine. Oh, the, the sunshine I in my mind. Well why don't we go with that So
5: is, are you playing for real Yeah Okay cause you're right You're
9: right, you're right. Mindy
5: Alright Mindy
4: there you go
9: This is an easy game
4: Wow <laughs> suddenly the turntables That's right.
3: right Mindy might be my new favorite caller
4: all right, Mindy.
9: <laughs> this Mindy. is where it gets hard because we're going back to four people who That's I don't really know. But anyway, let's play.
5: That evil beau is making you choose from yeah, four. He's a bad person. Here we go, Mindy. This is your second song. I'm
9: ready. Okay. And that's Seely Dan. That's one of my favorite bands. Who are the people
4: again? Who are the <laughs> Who are the people? You're talking to them. <laughs> no,
3: it's, it's either me or Bo, or Jim Zoki, or producer Bernie. I want a name when I lose. You know Bernie! Oh, I, have no, I have no idea. I'm going to say Bo.
5: I'm sorry. That's <laughs> not mine. Mindy, it's been real. Thank you so much for calling and offering your critique of the contest. <laughs>
3: Seriously,
4: she
3: I seriously love she her She came in
4: with an attitude about it <laughs>
3: No, she was so And then she
4: turned when she got halfway there <laughs> No,
3: she was so sweet about it She was like, I'm Little Miss Sunshine right, She was a, cute Yeah, but like, I
4: thought it was like passive-aggressively, Sunshine
3: She
5: also <laughs> called in and said, I listen all the time
4: Now, who are the
11: people? <laughs> <laughs> who are, are you? It's just she us was, Who are you? <laughs> I don't
4: right. know who the people are
11: <laughs>
5: Oh, man I love you, Mindy. I love you, too, but I thought I was actually doing you guys a favor. Mindy wants me to make
4: it even harder. At least it's multiple choice instead of just guessing from, like, usually you do a movie clip, you have to pick out of the whole world what movie it's from. <laughs> Here's only four choices to begin with. Oh, you got a multiple okay. choice.
11: Everybody's critiquing my content. No, I'm saying
4: it's a good thing. You have choices that you can take a shot at. it. If you don't know a movie, you don't know a movie. This is like Scantron Radio. <laughs> You know, I don't know what
5: that means. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know what I mean.
3: A scantron. I'm trying you to think. You did, mean like you at the you, you at didn't the, take the
5: scantron in high school?
3: Oh, like the multiple choice scantron that you put in. You use you yeah. the pencil.
4: Yeah. Oh. Yes. I, did, I didn't remember. I it, thought term. we
3: were talking about self checkouts.
5: <laughs> scantron. <laughs> I was trying to throw you a uh, you know high school test reference. A high in there. school bone. Yeah.
3: I, uh, Somebody out there those, got it. I hated those things. <laughs> I hated those Scantron things.
5: I'm Bo Thompson, and Mindy hates my contest. Crossing the Streams, brought to you by PhD Weight Loss. Bo and Beth here on a busy Tuesday morning, and time to bring in the one, the only, Brett Winterble, from the Brett Winterbull Show, every afternoon, 3 till 7. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning.
3: Good morning. Now, Good morning. <laughs> there, there's a, a story that's been floating around the last couple of days that I have been wanting to get your perspective on. You have a fantastic guest that joins you quite often to talk about the economy in China. And of course right now China's economy going through a really Really tough time, in fact it's crumbling And the the government is putting billions of dollars Into the economy There is a story about One of the largest, if not the Largest property developer In China, it's an organization called Evergrande, the Evergrande Group Uh And they have been ordered to Liquidate by a Hong Kong court Bringing an end to a years long saga Of a company that has caused Huge default problems with In their uh, country They think contributing to one of the big problems With their with their economy, Gordon Chang is the the name of the guest you often have. I'm sorry, I didn't say his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and I was wondering about your take on Evergrande and what the Chinese government is probably is going to be able to do about an organization that has developed so many resort hotels, tourism apartments, all of those things, and their economy now is just on the yeah. brink of disaster.
11: Yeah. Look, this is the difference between a free a, a, a free market and a less than free market because they they owe like 340 billion dollars to creditors that are out there and what's going to happen the government's going to come in they're going to order they've they've ordered them already to liquidate all that money it, it, all those uh, positions and who's going to buy them who's going to pick them up uh, will it be uh, people who are allied with uh, xi jinping will it be free market people uh, out in the world if this was in the united states you'd have people probably lined up around the block who, who want to buy different uh, parts of this right and the stuff that's not attractive would just you know go go away um, but here with the command economy, it's a lot different. Right. And because you're starting to see China kind of wobbling very seriously, yeah, you have a, a problem where it's not attractive enough for foreign investors to come in there now. And um, this is this is a mess. This is why communism, in, in whatever form you want to call it, it never works because at the end of the day, people are made to be poorer, and, and the uh, the oligarchs are going to be made to be richer.
3: So, you know, I'm always looking for a silver lining in uh, in things and not to, to find a silver lining in, in the economic problems that are going on in China. But we do know that they have, the Chinese government has come in and purchased large plots of land mm-hmm. here in the United States. Maybe, maybe, maybe they liquidate some of that. Maybe that might yeah. end up being something that comes good out of it, sure. that we get that back.
11: Or we just go seize it. I mean, it's 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 the United States of America. I mean, I, you, you could do that depending on who the president is. That could certainly happen. Uh, other presidents might want to expand their uh, their their foothold here. But here's here's the thing to remember about China: they have a demographic catastrophe on their hands. Um, they have all these young people that are still living with their parents. They have a, you have you have a problem with uh, males to female ratios. And on top of that, what else do you have? You have a guy who's potentially going to get uh, bounced in Xi Jinping, and that may be the impetus for a war on Taiwan.
3: Yeah, that was one of my biggest concerns, because with all of this economic, the economic woes, you would mm-hmm. think that somebody like Xi Jinping would try to take the focus off of yes. himself.
11: Yeah, I mean, and that's what that's what you would do. You want to change the subject. You're a dictator. You don't want to have people coming up for, coming for your head. You want to go for somebody else's and and uh, try to uh, look like the uh, the the, the strongman now. So, uh, you j- just never know, you know. Speaking of uh, changing the subject, uh, another subject I wanted to ask you about because
5: this was uh, floating around again this weekend. Haven't had a chance to uh, bring this up in this setting, but and there I look up at Fox and uh, RFK Jr. is uh, on Fox yeah. again, and there was this story about how Trump apparently made early on attempts to recruit RFK Jr. as a possible running mate, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know they've both sides have backed off uh, in the last couple of days. But what about the notion of that, and where does RFK fit in things right now in your mind?
11: I, I don't know, but if, if I were Trump and, and if he gets and getting gets the nomination ultimately moves towards winning. I would totally tap RFK Jr. And you know what I would give him as his portfolio? I'd say, hey, go find out why they murdered your uncle. Go find out why they murdered your father. And go really turn over every table uh, inside what, what people refer to as the deep state. Go in there and find out what's really going on in there. You you have no downside, man. You're, you're 70 years old. You, you you could dig up whatever you want. I'm giving you carte blanche to do it. Go do it. And and I think that, that would be something that would be r- really interesting. Now, I don't think he's going to be Trump's vice president because um, he, he is a liberal. I mean, that's yeah. p- pretty clear to anybody. Uh, I do think the, the stock in, in, in one particular person seems to be moving up, though, uh, that I have seen in, in the last 48 hours. I, I, I have been a big time supporter of Sarah uh, Sanders. Uh, I have been a big, big time supporter of, uh, of folks like that. But I, Vivek Ramaswamy's running around and it's interesting. One last thing, real quick. Mm-hmm. Go look at some of the solicitations that are coming out. John Stewart tipped me off to this. Look at the solicitations that are coming out from the Trump campaign. When you look at the logo on the Trump campaign, it says Trump Pence in the upper left hand corner. And it's, and it's happened five, six, 10 times so far. And I, I, I can't believe that that would be an overlook, an oversight. Is it possible that they're going to really bring the band back together? Come on now. You you,
5: <laughs> okay. So I'm going to turn that back around. If no way that can be legit, can it? These are real. Yeah, these are real solicitations. I mean, I I mean, that's wow. That's
11: that would be something. It says Trump Pence in the left hand corner. No, of I right believe on. you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's just trying just weird, to right? process. I mean, like it's
3: how. either they're trying to send a subliminal message, or their team is so inept that they haven't <laughs> <That's> <laughs> caught the <laughs> caught the error.
11: Or or Mike Pence is like, dude, you tried to hang me. I want 10% of all the action, and I want my name <laughs> right under yours when people are writing the checks because I got debt to pay off. I, I don't know, I, freaky deaky. Well, there, there's one to ponder for the day. <laughs> uh, John Stewart. I'm not. I'm not claiming that I did it. It's John Stewart that tipped me off to that, uh, Mister. We'll be. We'll see him at the We're debate at, tomorrow. I was about to
5: say we'll see him at the debate. That's how my first question. Is forget all these other questions. Where's John Stewart in the crowd? I want to know more about this. True doubt. All right, man. We'll talk to you this afternoon. That's Brett Winterbull.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman.
5: Still looking for our second winner of the day because Larry took home tickets last hour for <laughs> basically an olive branch from from Bethany last week.
3: Yeah, for us being goobers.
5: Yeah, for us being us. 7045 Seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. If you'd like to see the Doobie Brothers featuring Tom Johnston, Michael McDonald, Pat Simmons, and John McPhee at the PNC Music Pavilion next summer. Or this coming summer, I should say. We're into 2024. July 30th, special guest Steve Winwood. Very simple. 704 570 You have us in this room. Bo, Bernie, Beth, Zoki. Imagine you're out on a lake and you pull up and we're having a, a yacht party. The yachts are all tied together. We're going to play you a song and you just tell us whose yacht is playing that song. You got to get two correct and then you'll win the tickets. So there is a song on the board right now. We actually have people in the queue. Let's go to line three and say, "Hey to Clark, hi Clark, welcome to the show."
11: Hey there, same, All right. same Clark. Clark.
4: Anything right. <laughs> 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 pull out in the road? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clark. Clark, here's I this. Have one, I,
11: huh? I had one question. Yes. Okay. How? What year was Bernie born?
6: Oh. Good. Ninety-one.
2: Ha ha ha. <laughs> He's
5: consulting Spotify for, for Yacht Rock songs.
3: Yeah, he was like, Wait, what yacht rock?
5: It's true, I did.
3: <laughs> All right. Clark, Clark,
5: Clark. we've got we we've gotta do the contest. So here is the song right now that is on the board. You gotta tell us whose yacht is playing this song, Clark. I'm ready. Clark any idea Clark That's Bernie Oh ah, That is not Bernie I'm
4: sorry Clark
3: oh, We
4: ah, I'm sorry. love you Bernie Clark Bernie wasn't even born then <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bernie actually wasn't born For any yacht I know
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the only one Old enough to have A Steve no, living memory of these
3: Well yeah memory Because yeah. ch-
4: I had to be a child For most of these songs That were like. Clark uh, thanks for playing Pig and a Poke We appreciate (laughs) it.
3: All
5: right. Line number one, let's go to Pete. Hi, Pete. You're on WBT. Is this the Pete I think it
9: is? It is the Pete you think it
5: is.
11: Uh,
9: Pete Callender. (laughs)
2: Pete
9: I don't know what the the contest is about.
5: Okay, so last hour we had somebody call and critique the contest. Now you don't even know what the contest is.
4: (laughs) I've been for an hour. I'm still figuring it out. All All I know is I love the Doobie Brothers.
3: (laughs) Yay! Well, we hope you win. So, Pete, we are playing (laughs) Yacht Rock Songs and you basically have to tell us whose Yacht Rock song this is. Whose favorite Yacht Rock song is this?
1: So it's just a wild guess.
5: Pretty okay, much. Or, but, or you have to well, know us. I mean, it's one of us four. So imagine you're out on a lake, and you come up, and we're all in our own yachts, and one of us is playing a song in our yacht, and here's the
7: song.
8: I'm Are we drinking boat drink?
7: Of course. <laughs> we're doing it right
1: now. The <laughs> I'm going to go with Bo. I just got a, I got a good feeling about this. Mm.
4: Never go with a good
5: feeling. Pete. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. I really am. But it's not a contest on this show if Pete
3: doesn't call. I love Pete. All right. I love that this song is called, is it Learn to Rock Your Saxophone?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it's Deacon Blues. It's Deacon Blues.
3: But it's the lyric, learn to rock your saxophone? <laughs> I know. How
4: boat rocky is that? <laughs> It's like the most boat-rocky lyric ever. It is. All right, let's go to Jack
5: on line two. Jack wants to try to win the Doobie Brothers tickets. Hi, Jack.
1: Good morning, crew.
5: What's up? We're all right. Hey, Jack. All right, you know the rules. Uh, here's the song that's playing from one of the yachts, Jack.
9: I'm ready to <laughs> cross that Oh, man, this has got to be Beth's yacht.
4: Wait, who? This has got
9: to be Beth's
4: yacht. Oh, man, no. <laughs> I think we're whittling it down. This is like... We're whittling day. it down. This is the day like we kept playing round here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Here. There should never be a contest where that's allowed to be played.
3: I just think it's hilarious that it's
4: learned to rock your saxophone. I mean... As opposed to do you like pina coladas? I love... It. <laughs> if you like... <laughs> All right, hey, that's, it, that's cool.
5: Is it a uh, Canon on line four? Is that right, George? I pronounce it Canon? Canaan. Yeah, Canaan. Yeah, oh, Canaan. Like hey, I said, Canaan. Hey, Canaan. How you doing, man?
1: <laughs> hey. So, so what's the song now?
5: All right, the song on the board <laughs> right now, Canaan is. Let her rip, there,
1: Bernie.
4: So
9: <laughs>
4: yeah. Yes! I mean, there was—is was there that or like some random person walking down the hallway?
9: So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all we know is gonna be.
4: <laughs> There's nothing left.
3: <laughs> I think I clapped too much.
4: The sad thing is he's only halfway there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. All right, Kanan.
3: All right, Kanan, you're gonna get this one. We 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 believe in you.
5: All right, I gotta give. Uh, let's see here. Ooh. Let me have.
4: Um. <laughs> It's like pulling teeth.
6: Yeah, you almost forgot. said it out loud, <laughs> Bo,
11: didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you? You almost said it out loud. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you
5: go. <laughs> I did. All right, All Kanan. Right, Kanan, here we go. Here's the next song. Whose Yacht is playing this song?
9: and will a
3: to Is this
9: Beth? No, it's not Ooh,
3: Beth. Wow. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Uh, you know what? I I really feel like anyone who guesses Beth should get it right because I feel like all Yacht she Rock would be playing play. on all of my boats. Oh, on all of them, I have so many boats.
11: <laughs> now you have a fleet of boats. <laughs> I, have
3: a fle- I own all of y'all's yachts.
4: I'm the captain now.
3: Yeah, the, the
5: contest has just changed from whose yacht to which of Beth's yachts.
3: Which, which one of my yachts is playing? All right, Steve, you're song. you're on
5: line five. Steve, how you doing, man? I'm gonna go with both. Uh, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, he heard uh, the he, heard, he was listening. He heard
5: the song. That's he uh, that is incorrect. I'm sorry, Steve. But you smiling. know, that <laughs> actually moved us along. It actually saved time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenneth on line one. Kenneth, how you doing, man? Hello. Hello?
3: You got this, Kenneth. Diet. Oh, Bennett. Bennett. Uh, I think Bennett yeah. is on a
2: yacht
4: in was, a storm. <laughs> I was going to ask you what the frequency was, and I can't do that.
2: <laughs>
4: so it's Bennett?
2: Yes.
5: All
4: right. Hey, Bennett. Be- Bennett is facing some turbulence
5: on his yacht. All right, Bennett, this is the song that's on the board right now. Here we go. So come on out
9: tonight, and we'll we leave the ride?
5: You said, Bernie, you are yes! right. Yes. You are Bennett. exactly right, Bennett. All right, got to move this along. Uh, let's see. Bernie, give me this one. <laughs> As I write it down, I, it's just like I'm having to do like hieroglyphics. Okay. Uh Kenneth, this is your second song for the win, Kenneth. Here All we right. go. I'm
9: trying to forget you, just a waste of time. <clears throat> Baby, come back. I just play it.
5: That is Beth, and we have Bennett! We have, our, we have our first winner of the
6: day. Wait a minute. Oh no. Oh, God. Did,
4: <laughs> His boat sank.
6: Did Bennett hang up?
4: His boat sank. <laughs> that is like the, the, the so fitting end of this, uh, this, <laughs> this content. <this> <laughs> ben, Ken, Kenneth, tell Bennett to call back. <laughs> Bennett <laughs> won.
3: <laughs> Bennett won and then hung up. Did he think <laughs> that he said it did he think that we told him he got it wrong?
6: I don't know how. We all oh, were like cheering.
3: I, I think it he's just, calling back. Yeah,
6: it just okay. dropped off. It just, oh, it just it dropped. Off. I didn't do anything, I swear. All right, Way no,
3: to go, I, Bennett!
6: All right, we have a winner. That took a while.
3: I don't know why I keep clapping. I'm Maybe he's like so excited he dropped
6: the phone or something. All right, we're oh, gonna
5: yeah. go. Uh, we're gonna go. Gas up the boats and get them all ready for tomorrow. We'll return again with whose yacht is playing this song for Doobie Brothers tickets. Eight twenty-two on News Talk eleven ten WBT. Brett Jensen joins us next hour, as always on Tuesdays. Tomorrow, we'll give away more Doobie Brothers tickets. We also have, throughout the show today, and basically the way this is going to work is uh, we're going to talk about various things, as we always do. When you call between now and 10 a.m., we may throw in a little something for the effort.
3: I love that. So if you call in just to chat with us, not only do you get to chat with us, that's not the prize. You get extra.
5: Argyle tickets.
3: Not Argyle socks. Yeah, jo- George
5: walked in and said, you're giving away socks? <laughs> so no, we have um, tickets to the screening tonight, the uh, Charlotte premiere of the movie Argyle, which has like 50 different people in it.
3: Yeah, it's a superstar cast lineup. It looks kind of quirky and weird and fun, and um, you can see it before anybody else because it doesn't hit the theaters until this weekend, I believe.
5: Yeah, but I, it's one of those, those trailers that I've seen like 80 times. Oh
3: yeah, doesn't it look so good? It's kind of mind-bending.
5: It looks, um, at least least I'm intrigued, I'll put it that way. Yes. It has a cat in it. Yes. There's a cat always in it. (laughs) Is the cat the star? I I don't know, but it's it's prominently featured in the... I bet the cat is Argyle. Uh, Well, we'll see who goes to that. I'll tell you something, uh, 57 million people watched the NFC Championship game this weekend. Fifty seven million people. If that's how many people watch the game that Taylor Swift wasn't in the in the stands for, can you imagine how this Super Bowl is gonna go? And they're already saying that that, that this Super Bowl is gonna break all time records. And I know people are tired of hearing talk about Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. But at this point, like I said yesterday um, they're going look football fans are going to watch the game like they always do but now you have a reason for non-football fans to watch so the 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 the, the joint meeting of those two uh, potentially could just send this through the roof and it's why ad rates are skyrocketing right now it's basically anything that's in that's anywhere near uh, the Super Bowl in Vegas uh, is just skyrocketing
3: well and people yesterday i was watching sports center guys i know that you both are shocked by that um but i was watching sports center and one of the big headlines and the reason i stopped on sports center is the the headline on the bottom of the screen was why are people so mad and the discussion was about taylor swift why are people so mad about taylor swift these are just two people who are dating why are we so mad about it
4: well there's big conspiracy theory because she's running for president oh wait i read that wrong <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: it's just so funny that everything now it's, it's close to that though isn't it strange that everything now becomes a political discussion that there's some kind of conspiracy that goes mm-hmm. along with it there's some kind of political thing that's attached to it when in actuality it, it literally might be just a pop star is dating an nfl star and people have said my favorite tweet was he better get a prenup so that uh, she doesn't take all of his money and somebody underneath it wrote, dude, she's worth a billion dollars. Like the sal- She's worth more than the salary cap for the
4: NFL. You know, it reminds me of something that's before any of our times, but uh, I would think what it must have been like if this was in modern day, Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. Like something to that level as far as like an athlete and a...
3: And a Look, superstar a star well, like you know, Don't you remember Jessica Simpson was pretty big When she was dating yeah, Tony Yeah but come on Rocco. Marilyn
4: Monroe Joe well, DiMaggio And uh, Derek
5: Jeter <laughs> dated Mariah Carey for a little bit Oh yeah. yeah Well,
3: and, and Tony Derek Rabo? Jeter
5: dated pretty much every <laughs> Derek Jeter celebrity. dated whoever he wanted to yeah.
3: Well he also dated J-Lo right? That's yeah, what I'm that, saying
5: he had a list And now he's married to a um, SI model I think Derek Jeter, oh, Sports, Sports Illustrated, Illustrated yeah. model.
3: Well, and I mean, and Tony Romo also dated Carrie Underwood, and mm-hmm. but it's so funny. People said like Carrie Underwood was a bad luck charm, but it wasn't until recently that that, that somehow politics got attached to these mm-hmm. people.
5: Well, and the other thing about Taylor Swift is, and I I do think this is true. I think Taylor Swift is big enough, and and this is not. I'm not, I'm not talking about Taylor Swift. I mean, there are other people that you could put in this category. Maybe that's a question: is Who are the people? Right now in modern culture it doesn't have to be pop culture. It can be just modern figures that can command enough um, influence to possibly not sway an entire election. But look, Taylor Swift, if Taylor Swift goes out there and says, here's who I'm voting for. We, we've talked all year about and, and she was, you know, one of the reasons she was Times Person of the Year is because whether or not you like her music, Taylor Swift, um, Helped the economy move last year with those concerts that she's still in the middle of doing. So whether you like her or not, she she has some sway. And she I guarantee does. you, if she comes out like she did last time and tells her her uh, you know millions and millions of fans who she's voting for, it's going to have some influence. Now I'm not saying it's going to swing the election, but it's going to have some influence. And uh, I'm it's very going it to be very interesting to see how it plays out because she has proven. Um, we, We have conversations about people like Michael Jordan, who very famously one time says, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Right. So he remained apolitical. LeBron James has been more political than Michael Jordan ever was. And Michael Jordan has been more political in his older age. But Taylor Swift, as influential and as big as she is, has never swayed away from taking political stances. Will she this time
3: around? Well, and she got a lot of flack from it um, back in the 2020 election cycle. And if you've seen the documentary about her, uh, Miss Americana, it's on Netflix. It's actually a great documentary. Uh, but I, I read a statistic yesterday that did say that one-fifth of Taylor Swift fans would be swayed by her voting choices by what she says politically, that at least one-fifth. And And most of them are not old enough to vote. Well, I was about to say, so (laughs) that's one-fifth of the people who are of voting age. So you've got a whole other population that aren't of voting age yet. But here's the positive about that, is that she might inspire people to register to vote at 18, which I was so excited to vote at 18. I mean, as soon as I turned 18... I was registering and I couldn't wait to vote in my first election. And if she's inspiring other people to be that politically involved and that aware of what's going on in the world around them, there's there's not a downside to that, I don't think, because if you are aware of what's going on, you're going to be a better citizen. Well, well, well,
4: unless but, she's inspiring them to be robots and just vote the way she tells them. But couldn't that happen without Travis Kelsey? I mean, her popularity was oh, sure. huge. It doesn't really oh, yeah. need the NFL influence to do this part of what people are talking but
5: about. But to Mark's point, I think she's one of those people, one of those celebrities, that it is almost robotic in yeah. some cases. If she says do it, a lot of people will fall right in line i'm not saying everybody and the other part of that before we go to news is yes she has younger fans she also have fans now that have grown up watching her that are of voting age and she also has millions of parents that are taking those kids to those concerts if you look at the cross-section of people at these concerts that she's doing right now so it is a story to watch to a degree
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: It's time for Order Up! Dirty Restaurant Tuesday.
0: Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. Could you do something about it?
5: Tuesday morning, you know what that means It's Dirty Restaurant Tuesday
7: And we got a plethora of dirty restaurants here
4: A cornucopia (laughs) An (laughs) embarrassment of riches (laughs) A mere
7: buffet (laughs) Wretched excess (laughs) (laughs) And we'll start with Max Speed Shop in Matthews Yeah, My daughter and I ate there not long ago Uh oh Did you go in the kitchen? (laughs) Uh, No, they had a higher score then But uh, 86 Geesh (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that a Did you was that quiche, quiche? Or you're... quiche, quiche. Oh. Uh, They had a problem she With uh, a number of things uh, Keeping their hands clean uh, f- uh, Hot holding, cold holding Expired dates, you name it It was a problem there
3: Keeping their hands clean While they're chopping All of that yummy meat That's in there that's in the back That's
7: right uh, observe the chlorine sanitizer at the dish machine was at zero. So in other words, the dishes were not being sanitized. Delightful. Yeah, and that was a repeat violation. <laughs> uh, the ribs were not being held hot enough. That was a repeat violation. Uh, observe brisket holding at 70 degrees after it had been cooling for hours. That was a repeat violation and had to be thrown out because you got to cool food in a certain window of time. Yeah, because
3: otherwise it grows hair.
7: That's right. And germs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> uh They also had cut tomatoes, onion guacamole starter, and some other items that had to be thrown out because they were about nine days out of date.
3: I bet that guacamole was as brown as my shoes.
7: Maybe it was growing hair. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the uh, Max Speed Shop in Matthews an 86... All right, and, uh, let's see. I think uh, Dave would roll over in his grave on this one. Uh, what was the name of the guy that started Wendy's Day? Oh, it's it Dave Thomas. Thomas. Dave Thomas, yes. Because we have a Wendy's on Boyer Street with an 87. Mm. 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 And the, the inspector said, the person in charge has not demonstrated any
4: management control. <laughs> Is it more of an attitude thing or a cleanliness thing?
7: It's probably a cleanliness (laughs) thing. Uh, Observed food employees changing gloves without washing. Uh, Oh, observed an employee wash hands for less than 20 seconds. We hear that one a lot. Mm -hmm. So they had to get a hand-washing lesson, which I guess they should have gotten growing up from mom. (laughs) A lot of food not hot enough. Uh, Cheese sauce uh, had to be reheated quickly because it was the wrong temperature. And the hamburger, the raw hamburger meat was too warm
3: Well, they say they never use freezers
7: Well, that's the truth Apparently not
3: refrigerators either
7: (laughs) Well, apparently uh, their cooler was not working And so the inspector said, well, try putting it in the salad cooler And that was a repeat (laughs) violation
4: Mm. I like the voices you do when you reenact what happened. (laughs) You like to manage your voices and things That's cool
7: Observe three of the employees preparing food with no hair coverings One guy had a beard that wasn't covered how do you cover that?
6: They have these. They like, have a beard,
7: beard? It's, Yeah, there's yeah. a little uh, Pop, little net that. for your beard. It's like
3: yeah. chin. It's a chin net, and it co- it goes over your ears. It's like a little tin net.
7: I'll have the of special with the beard hair.
4: <laughs> how do you, George, how do you do that at home? Do you have one of those uh, beard nets? <laughs> yes, absolutely.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so that's the Wendy's
7: on Boyer Street in 87. And then we have Mr. Charles Chicken and Fish, the uptown location. They have several, they, they no, have no, no, really no, no. good chicken, mm-hmm. but uh, 86.5. The one in one... uptown? Yeah. Observe multiple risk factors, the inspector said. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scary way to start. The person in charge as well as food employees were just not washing their hands properly. Uh, food employee handling raw fish, then touching the seasoning containers and other things without washing. Another food employee opened the fridge after touching raw chicken. Uh, food employee handled dirty dishes, then clean ones without washing. And another food employee washed for less than 20 seconds. But as it turns out, the hand sink had no soap anyway. So why bother, right? (laughs) Oh. No no comment. I might have seen that one in this building before. Oh, and I love this one. Uh, Observe the person in charge using his bare hands to check the temperature of gravy. I guess it's like <laughs> nice. sticking his finger in
1: the gravy and <laughs> nice.
7: If it burned him, it was hot enough. I kinda I respect that. Yeah. That man's a stud, right? He stuck his hand
4: right in the gravy. I respect that. <laughs>
7: that gravy's hot. <laughs> Good gravy. <laughs> Beth's got her mouth open.
3: I am it? mortified by that one. Like, what do you just like he probably like you just lick it and stick it and like, oh that feels about 87 degrees.
7: <laughs> I'm the gravy tester. <laughs> What's your job? My finger. <laughs> Uh, observed chili, yams, greens, and a bunch of other items (laughs) with no date on it. Uh, Mm. The person in charge said, well, I think they were prepared yesterday. That was a repeat violation. I think. I think. So there you go. Mr. Charles, Chicken and Fish, the Uptown location, 86.5. I want to go meet the guy that... uh, test the gravy temperature with his finger.
3: I feel like we need to do a news You should shake his hand. Him.
7: You should shake his hand when you say. I want to know which finger. Yo, he probably won't <laughs> shake. Uh, I can't damage my uh, temperature thumb. My
3: finger, my gravy <laughs> finger.
7: <laughs> uh, I think we just gave them a gravy finger, right? Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but yes. Yes. All right.
2: All right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> 843. Thank you, Mark. Yes, sir. News Talk 1110 WBT. Jensen will be in next hour. And uh, when we come back, i got to ask Zoke about uh, what we're hearing about Greg Olson. Because if this is true, makes me wonder what Greg Olson's next move might be.
7: In that game, remember, here they were down 17.
1: Find themselves on the way to the big game. And
7: yeah, it feels like
6: all year in the NFC, the 49ers... Now, they had a couple ups and downs. They had that bad loss against Baltimore. But it always felt like they were the team to beat. But I mean, halfway through the season, I think everyone had given up on Kansas City. And ho-hum Patrick Mahomes is back in it again.
7: Congrats to the Chiefs, as
5: Mitchell rides it down to... Final moments, moments there of the Lions and 49ers on Sunday night. And it, but what very well could be...
6: They, they'll just take a snap. One second, two runoff, there's one second to differential. The
5: end of uh, Greg Olson as the top analyst on Fox, who, which is an interesting situation because the reports are that uh, even though he sat out a season, and meanwhile Greg Olson has just shot to the top of of most people's analyst lists in the NFL, as far as the uh, the TV analysts go, uh, it looks like Olson is set to take a, a major pay drop and drop from ten million to three million, and become part of of uh, Fox's second TV t- uh, crew. Because uh, word is that Tom Brady is going to slide in and be that that number one guy. Which look, I mean, if there ever was a player that uh, had the clout coming in to to be placed in that position. Um, He's going to be compared to Olsen, and he's going to have a hard time. Jim Zoki, uh, a guy who knows what it's like to be an analyst, uh, I think he's going to have a hard time, uh, n- n- you know, living up to what uh,
4: Greg Olson has done in a very short amount of amount of time. Now, Greg, uh, by by everybody's account, has been outstanding. Uh, but of course, they signed this contract with Tom Brady when he retired ten years, three hundred seventy-five million dollars, so thirty-seven <laughs> and a half million dollars per year. Greg Olson, if he stays at uh, Fox and drops to the number two crew, was making ten million. Will make three million compared to thirty-seven million. And I don't know what the wiggle room is for him to be a free agent and get out of that and go elsewhere. He's uh, obviously one of the best already. Was in his first season, one of the best already. And Brady, I, I'm not gonna bash Brady. I mean, he's a likable guy. I, I think he's got some kind of dry humor that you see in some of the stuff he does. But I don't know How you top Greg Olson I just really don't know That you could do better Or even approach How well he's done
3: I mean You know Certainly three million dollars Is nothing to shake a stick at You know But but compared to Thirty-seven million Like you were saying You It is hard to imagine That Tom Brady Could Have the same kind of I mean Greg Olson Has so much energy In his voice So much positivity In his voice He's so quick-witted He's really funny And Like Tom Brady, you're right. I've seen a couple of moments where he seemed to have some dry humor. I've seen him make little appearances in TV shows and things like that. But I just can't, Im- <laughs> I can't imagine him being worth $37 million in his approach to how he would be a broadcaster. But maybe he'll surprise us all and, and, and you know be Peyton Manning-esque.
5: So let me ask you this, Zoke, because if you look at Tony Romo, Tony Romo is a very interesting case because when Tony Romo started, what, four or five years ago uh, with Jim Nance on CBS, people could not get enough of him. I mean, it was like he was this football savant that could predict things before they happened, and uh, people were just wowing over him left and right. I remember when Jim Nance was here for the PGA Championship uh, back in 2017, and we had him on the show, and one of the things I had talked to him about, there was a rumor that he uh, he and Jim Nance had, I mean, Tony Romo and Jim Nance had done a practice game watching one of the Panthers' preseason games. And so it was a re- really new thing. We didn't know quite what we had with Romo yet, but that was just a few weeks before they were you know, placed on the national scene. And for about two years, all people could talk about was Romo, the genius, the unbelievable. And then all of a sudden, it turned. And now it's to the point where people can't stand the guy. And I wonder if, if Greg Olson ends up being a free agent, could he end up somewhere like that?
4: Yeah, I'm not sure the contract like allows that. And if he is, I hope that works out for him. But I agree. I think the, the people liked Romo at first. It was kind of like this parlor trick where he would like tell you what the play was going to be. But as I've had other quarterbacks, like one we work with, Jake Dillum, mm-hmm. say anybody who's played NFL football like that can diagnose a defense and see the alignment of the offense and have a pretty good sense of what's going to happen if you're around the league long enough. And it, to me, it became an irritation of like, are we calling the game or are we just see if Tony's right like every play like a game show, uh, if they're really going to run the sweep to the left or whatever. And then that became where it felt like he's not doing as much homework and to Beth's point about Greg's energy, his energy is so it's low. It's almost like he's mumbling. You have to like put your ear up to the TV. Like, what is he? He's mumbling. What is he saying? Tony like, roma Yeah, like he's talking under yeah. his breath. Jim, time. Jim,
5: they're gonna <laughs> score. They're gonna score, Jim. <laughs> I don't know, Jim.
3: I... <laughs> or sometimes he's like, yeah, he caught it. He caught it.
4: Uh, no, it's uh, incomplete, Tony. So yeah, he sees things wrong too. You're right.
3: Troy Aikman is good. This is a.
4: Polarizing, random sports. Well, so, polarizing. you mentioned Troy
5: Troy Aikman, and, and he's polarizing to some people. Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk Weekly says, or Pro Football Weekly uh, says, Olson is the rare high profile game analyst about whom most people feel positive or neutral. Usually, it's love or hate. So that's a positive for Olson. And he's also saying it in the context of, you know, you may have Brady come in, and if he's compared to Olson or other people, then there may be this polarizing aspect to him. But the thing that Olson doesn't have so far is just about everybody has a... Everybody listens to Olson and says, that guy knows his stuff and he articulates it well. Right. Very few people have anything negative to say about him. And while you might not he may not be your favorite, uh, you don't have a
4: problem with him. Is he going to get stuck with Kenny Albert? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kenny. He's always the one <laughs> doing the, the last game uh, out of the list. That's not even the, you know, the second team. But I think um, the thing about Greg and to your, your comment about why he's either neutral or positive is he doesn't make it about Greg Olson. I mean, when he's yeah. calling the game, he's trying to help you understand what you saw and do what the job is, which is you know make it interesting without talking over your head and also not becoming like this bigger than life personality. Like again. People love John Madden, so I'm not, again, saying anything negative about that, but he doesn't try to make it like, here's the sideshow, that's Greg Olson. He's just a good, solid, knowledgeable guy with some personality. Do you
3: think it's just that they think that he's not a big enough name?
4: But he's created. It's like he's actually organically exactly. created that in a great respect in the industry. And
3: I think that more networks need to do that, need to let people create their own name, rather than mm-hmm. like, oh, God, we got to get a big name like Tom Brady. we got to get him in here. He's probably, probably God. That's you a great know?
4: voice.
6: But that's exactly <laughs> what they sound like in the TV Is network. that what
4: they sound like at board meetings <laughs> on TV? Yes. Because you're the closest to anyone we know that's been in one.
3: Yes, they sound <laughs> just like that.
4: I'm going to try to channel what you just Brett Jensen, coming up here on WBT. <laughs>
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman.
5: you have a uh, usual number of A-O let's goes that you let happen before you talk? All four. All four? Huh. Oh. Well, oh, hang on a second. Let's go! Hang on, let me do it right.
1: oh, Let's go! One. oh Let's go! Two. oh Let's go! Three.
7: Well, hello, news Talk 1110, 99.3 <laughs> WBT.
10: Time, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Breaking break with Brett Jensen on this Tuesday night.
5: <laughs> Actually, that's not true at the Tar Heels tonight, right?
10: Yeah,
2: that's right? That's right.
5: <laughs> so uh, this is your only shot at Brett Jensen today right here on Good Morning BT. He joins us every Tuesday or Tuesdays when he can when he's not off on some big breaking news expedition. It's been a while since you and I talked. I don't know about it. you and Beth talked in a while.
10: No, uh, she was going to bring me a key. She never did. So, you know, it's, oh. it's been a while. He
3: said he didn't want it.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
5: How's everything at the, uh, at the
10: Brett Jensen compound? Well, all right. It's just, um, we've had a, stress of a couple, I guess, since Thursday, um, last week Thursday. But let's, I mean, fr- from a personal standpoint, from a work standpoint, everything's fine. Everything's good. Just getting ready for tomorrow. And then... um there's a big candidate forum this weekend that I'll be going to um, where all the Council of State members um, are participating, and I've been invited to that for Saturday morning, so I'll be there. It's actually at Providence High School um, for three hours, I think, uh, from 9 to 12 on Saturday, so I'll be going to that um, working Saturday morning, but uh, everything's, been, everything's been relatively good. So far, so good.
5: We have the big debate tomorrow night at uh, Wingate University. You'll be part of that. And we'll have all the candidates in the District 8 race for uh, U.S. Congress. And uh, some of the names very recognizable, some of them not so much. But that's why we're having a six-way debate, so we can meet all of these candidates.
10: Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I know four of them really well. Mm -hmm. Like, really well. Um, I've spoken to them often. There are two that I do not know much about, or have, as a matter of fact, I haven't even spoken to. So,
3: are you going to direct most of your questions at those two? Um,
10: yeah, I know that. <laughs> Who I, are you? Yeah, right. right um, Why are you here? And what is your sign? Um, but uh, I, I just plan on. Yeah, I, there are, you know, there are three groups of people in my brain. The of how there are, there's two that were considered the front runners. There are two that could be considered spoilers. And then there are two others that uh, that are maybe towards the bottom, inter- if you did a, a poll that would maybe near the bottom. And so I'm curious to see how all three groups are going to react to tomorrow night. What
3: do you mean by spoilers? People are spoiling everybody else's good time?
10: No, spoiling <laughs> in terms of amount of votes that they can actually get, which would um, and cause a runoff, because to, in order to avoid a runoff, you have to have 30 percent. Plus so one they're vote.
3: spoiling the amount of votes that the top get vote getter would maybe potentially get.
10: Uh, you know, I, I, uh, like Kennedy running as an independent, Ross Perot, that type of situation. N- yeah, yeah. You know, whether or not they whether or not they garner enough votes where the front where the person who comes in first doesn't get the thirty percent required, thirty percent plus one required to avoid a runoff, and there's a real chance that these two people could spoil uh... spoil the situation and actually cause a runoff so
5: the format tomorrow night beth and i'll be moderating and kind of being the traffic cops and keeping things going and asking the occasional question but the 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 meat of this is our panel which really represents the broadcast day i'll have vince coakley pete calendar brett winter mark garrison and uh, brett jensen and so and the way this is set up, some of the questions may be direct at one particular candidate. Some of the questions may end up being group, uh, you know, questions. And this is going to be—we'll uh, work our way through the the panel, and we'll have opening and closing remarks. And I've got a few in my back pocket, and I know Beth does too. Uh, we did one of these about five years ago uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, at that yeah. point in time it was the ninth district, yep. and uh, it's sort of full circle because that's the dis- You know, Dan Bishop was part of that debate, and you had. Names like Matthew Ridenour in that debate, and uh, you had newcomers like Stevie Rivenbark, Stoney Rushing, Stoney Rushing, who's uh, no longer with us, unfortunately passed away recently. And um, so it's it's um, and and by the way, Lee Brown was in that debate, who's also in this debate, who
10: came in fourth out of ten candidates. Lee Brown, like people forget that she came in fourth out of ten candidates, and you know, and was had never been in politics before. You know, just people just knew her from her real estate ads. And she was, no, I was going to say she is the only woman. She wasn't. Her and Stevie Rivenbark were the two, the two women. Oh, there was actually some other woman up there that, um, now that I think about it, but I, I don't even remember her name. Um, I think she came near the. Uh, I think it was Fern Schubert. Yeah, that's wasn't exactly it? what it was. Yeah. Fern, that's exactly what it was. Um, so, yeah, but no, but yeah, this is going to be very interesting because you do have a, a, a holdover, a carryover from the last time we did debate in Lee Brown, but you've also got all these newcomers. You've got some people with political experience and some. They have zero political experience.
5: Well, like I said, full circle is that uh, Dan Bishop emerged from that pack, then got elected. Now they've they they changed the district that he's in, but it's a you know it's the it's the uh, for all intents and purposes the same one. And now he's the guy that's leaving the seat, which is why you have now a six way battle to fill it. So it is uh, kind of a full circle thing. But um, we had a great crowd uh, back in uh, in. 2019, and I know that we're sold out tomorrow night. So I think it's be a,
10: 500 tickets. That's the last I heard. I think this is that's what it was. 500. It's
5: at Wingate University at the Bat Center, and um, we, we sure as
10: heck didn't charge enough.
5: We're gonna we're gonna broadcast the uh, <laughs> debate on the air too. So if you're not yeah. there, you can uh, you can hear it as well.
10: That's exactly right. And you know, I even um, I had one st- um, statewide organization ask me if we would be able to cover this or do it stream it on. Facebook or you know anything else twitch whatever and because they wanted to like carry it as well and I said yeah, that's a Mike Schaefer question. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's
3: it's one of those races people will be looking at because of the Mark Harris factor. You know, looking back at the history of that district, well, it was District 9 when, when Harris ran. That's the conversation I think people are really wanting to hear.
5: Well, hold that thought, because I want to ask Jensen about that. And Mark. And we, we talked to Mark Harris on our show when we were at the Ag Center a few weeks ago. Uh, it's You know, he's... He's jumping back in this, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people thought he would never jump back in, period, after what uh, caused him to step down before. But uh, not only is he back in it, his wife's written a book about it, and uh, he's all in. I see him all over the place. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And we'll be there tomorrow night from uh, Wingate University. (music) News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Worldwide on the WBT mobile app got the debate tomorrow night you know we've had people reach out to us at various places asking you say it's sold out is there any way we can get in and i can tell you that i know there's a waiting list and uh if you really are disappointed that you didn't get tickets to this debate tomorrow night uh you know you can still put your name on the list and uh, they'll do what they can no promises but there is a waiting list and um there may be some, uh, you know, I mean, you know how these things work. Uh, they, they're you know, calling some people, verifying that they're going to be there. And I, I say this because I've had so many people in different spots say, hey, I really would like to get into this. So um, that's the status of, uh, of what we know about tomorrow night. But it is officially sold out, as I speak right now, at the BAT Center at Wingate University. The six-way Republican debate uh, that we'll be moderating. And, and Jensen um, is going to be one of the questioners. You were talking about Mark Harris last break, and Mark Harris is the, I mean, it's not even arguable, he's the most recognizable name out of this list. Mark Harris has been running for various offices uh, across this area for the better part of a decade.
10: Yeah, you know, he, he has been, but the problem is that, um, you know, they, there's a th- that, that old saying there's no such thing as bad publicity, Yeah. and because of what happened in 2018 and 2019, That he is either the most famous or the most infamous, however you want to look at it. And, but people know who he is.
3: Well, and people might get to that voting booth and they might think, I know this guy's name for some reason and not remember why they know it.
10: Well, right. And because we all, here's the thing the reason this debate is so important is because whoever, excuse me, whoever wins the primary wins the election. Like, that's the winner. Whoever wins this primary on March 5th. Will be the uh, the representative up in D.C. Because C. it
3: is a very heavily Republican-drawn district. I
10: think it's the number one Republican district in the state, actually.
3: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's a big Republican.
10: Yeah, I think it's the number one Republican district in terms of percentage-wise. And so, uh, but yeah, so, you know, that's the big thing is like, okay, what will, what will people think of Mark Harris? Will they vote for him because they know him and because they think that he is being treated like Trump? and a martyr, or will they vote against him because they think um, that, you know, everything that happened in 2018 was his fault with Lee, Lee Dallas and everyone else. So, it's going to be an interesting dichotomy on how who. I, what I really want to see is if they actually have exit numbers, who voted for whom? That's what I really want to see. Who did the evangelicals vote for? Because you, there's a lot of talk out there that the evangelicals May not actually vote for Mark Harris,
3: even though he is a minister, mm-hmm. a Baptist yes. minister.
10: Yes, and so there's a lot of talk out there. So I'm just—I would love to see if there were exit pollings out there. I'd love to see that. I don't know if there will be, but I think it would be fascinating in that particular race.
5: Well, as you look at uh, what each of them are doing, we had Alan Bachum on our show. That's the first time I had met Alan Bachum. Uh, Alan Bachum uh, lives there in Union County. He was at the uh, at the barbecue and. Uh, John Bradford, I've seen commercials that he's been running a good bit. Uh, Don Brown has been doing some advertising. Lee Brown I haven't personally seen Lee Brown advertising, although I was looking at her social media presence uh, a couple of nights ago and, and and she's very active on social media. Um, You know, back in the time when she was running for office, uh, when we had our last debate, uh, she was very actively advertising as a realtor on this station and various places in town. So you heard from her a lot more. Uh, Mark Harris, we talked about Mark Harris and then there's uh, Chris Maples. Mm -hmm. And so those are, those are your six. So it's going to be, you know, John Brown, John Bradford's running a series of ads right now where he has his family in it. I don't know if you've seen yeah, him, but his
10: two daughters, I believe.
5: He's he spent some money, especially in some of these football games, which you know, those are not. Oh, I know. <laughs>
11: those are pretty. Oh, I know.
10: Those are pretty pricey spots to uh, advertise anything. So well, he loaned his campaign two million. I believe it was two million dollars. He's loaned his campaign, and so, um, and then you look at you talk about Lee Brown. I mean, she actually had money left over from twenty nineteen. Um, Some money that she was able to raise So I'm a little bit surprised to your point That she hasn't uh, advertised a little bit more We haven't heard her more
3: Isn't it remarkable I mean, when you really think about campaign fundraising And how much money people spend on these campaigns They're spending, you know, in this case $2 million of his own money For a job that pays about $178,000 a year
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Something really fascinating about that
5: Well, I mean, you talk about what it may be a stepping stone towards. Right. You know, uh, know, and as Brett points out, this is and and these are newly redrawn districts uh, in in, in just about in in, in most parts of North Carolina. And so even if it's a small, a small part, you know, this this is now uh, district eight when a lot of this was district nine before. And um, the way that this uh, keeps moving election to election it's hard to keep up with everybody where everybody is. I mean, uh, I think that a U.S. Con- congressional seat, as we saw, I mean, it, uh, the guy that is vacating the seat is coming back to North Carolina to run for attorney general. You know, the, uh, which US, is
10: fifty-fifty at best.
5: U.S. Congress seat in a lot of cases is a launching point to run for U.S. Senate. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, so it's not always. You know, the, the the U.S. Congress is. I mean, it's it's. Two-year, two-year uh, terms, so it, it turns over quickly, and especially when you have North Carolina uh, redrawing districts, then it gets even more tedious. I remember when Dan Bishop won that race. Oh, yeah. You know, he had to turn around And essentially run again Yeah, that's exactly right and you talk about How much money, Beth It costs to run uh, One of these campaigns You know, I remember Saying to him You're basically Going to get elected And then you're going To turn around And you're going To start running again
3: Well, yep. and, and in reality All of the congressional seats Really kind of work that way You mm-hmm. get elected You have maybe A couple of months For your orientation You start the, the first Freshman session If you are a first-time Elected official And then you have to Immediately go into Campaign mode Especially if you're In one of the districts That is competitive
10: Well, and that's why City council has been begging, well, certain members of city council have been begging for years, make it four-year terms and not two-year terms. But the citizens of Charlotte won't do that. I mean, nobody wants to. Nobody wants a four-year city council member that can do whatever they want to for four years. But to your point on going to Washington, D.C. and all the money that you're spending, I am unaware of any congressperson that's ever come back broke.
3: Well, I mean, this $178,000 I mean, know, $1, $1, is a great salary. No,
10: no, but I mean, they tend to make more than the one seventy-eight.
3: Which, where's all that coming from? You know, uh, those the stock the, market. Those are the questions. The, the stock market. Well, and, and it, the, the, those are all of the questions because it feels speaking engagements. Right. It feels. It feels um, like you want it to be. Uh, you want it to be. You want it to be different. That's. I think that's one of the biggest things. You want it to be different. than But it is. you
5: talk about why do people? Why is a race like this a six-way race? Why? Why is this such a popular thing? And it's because you look at. I mean, look no further than the guy who's vacating this seat, Dan Bishop. He's only been there a few terms, and look how quickly he rose to national prominence. He was right there in the middle of the Kevin McCarthy debate last year. I remember thinking, this guy... Uh, just got here and look at the amount of influence that you can wield. Now, I'm not saying that everybody that goes there is able to command that. But if you can get there, it does not take long. If you know the proper channels and you have, like I said, the clout and and influence that you can build, it does not take long to make a national impact. Um, And and a lot of times you see some of these candidates. You know, it's it's, it's sort of uh, amazing sometimes when you think about somebody like Nancy Pelosi. As long as she's been there. Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi still has to be reelected every 2 years. Yep. Now I know it's almost like an ironclad district for her, but because she's built that. And when you think about how how uh, how I mean, we think about senators who serve for six years, and once you you know you get elected to Senate, there's a period of time where you can, to a degree, sit back and take a deep breath. You can't do that as a member of the, no, of the House of Representatives
3: No, at all. And, and and ironically, you know, you're pointing out that Dan Bishop rose to to national prominence. He's getting away from the mm-hmm. seat because he felt like he couldn't accomplish what he wanted to accomplish in that particular role because of what is going on in uh, in Washington right
10: now. Yeah, particularly with the Republican Party. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was a uh a damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation going on with the Republican
5: Party. Right. And part of the reason, though, that this race is so full of intrigue, Jeff Jackson versus Dan Bishop, we think that's going to be the general election matchup. The oh, reason yeah. that it has so much intrigue is because both of them are coming from the U.S. Congress where right. they've built their name. And Mecklenburg
10: County. They're right.
3: both walking away from a congressional seat to run, and, and that's why you have so many people running in District 8 um, right now, is because you very rarely have an open seat available. Well,
10: and I can tell you that the, you know, between District 8, District 14, District 10, those are three districts right here in Mecklenburg County that had three seats available, but Jeff Jackson didn't want to run for Attorney General. He wanted to stay in Congress. Point Blank told me that in an interview.
3: He got drawn he, out. But he had mm-hmm. no choice. Yeah, he got drawn out.
5: Six-way battle tomorrow night. Wingate University, all of the voices that you're hearing right now will be part of that debate.
0: Who are these people?
7: Real-life spies.
0: What I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Why would they care about me?
6: Because you're a fortune teller,
7: Ellie. What you wrote in your Argyle series turned out to be real. And now
10: actual spies are after you. It's time to meet the real Agent Argyle. Oh, my
2: God.
0: Only in theaters rated PG-13.
5: And the only place you can see it right now before it opens later this week is in one particular theater in Charlotte, North Carolina, Concord Mills. The screening is tonight at 7 o'clock. So if you want to go see this movie, I have an easy way for you to go see this movie, but you got to be able to go tonight. So here's what you do. We don't usually make it this easy, Beth
3: I know. We're doing this because we love you all.
5: 704-570-1110. I have five pairs of tickets to see Argyle at the uh, the AMC Concord Mills tonight, 7 o'clock. It's the only Charlotte screening, 704-570-1110. First five callers. First five callers right now to but our buddy George win the tickets. There it is. Argyle it has like a, a cast of a thousand.
3: Yeah, Catherine O'Hara is in there. Um, the Bryce Dallas... Howard. Howard. I was about to say yeah. Bryce Dallas Young. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, there are tons of stars in this film. And it looks, I don't know if you ever saw that Will Ferrell movie, Stranger Than Fiction, where like a book was coming true yep. in the moment. It's such a good movie. I love that film. Um, and it, it, it seems like it might be something along those lines that this woman is a spy novel writer and suddenly her life is imitating the art that she creates.
10: Bo, have you ever owned anything Argyle? Oh yeah, I have several pairs of argyle socks. Same here. Back especially in the '80s, late '80s, oh, I had Early argyle '90s with the Alexander was. Julian, mm-hmm. remember? Because you know the Carolina stuff and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Argyle, but that's all I ever. I had a couple of Argyle sweaters mm-hmm. and um, some Argyle socks. I was just yeah. curious.
5: You know what's weird about Argyle socks? I have like six pairs, and I don't. I never wear them.
10: Oh, I don't. I don't. Why? I don't think they're in style anymore. It's like I have them not? there. I, I haven't worn them in forever. I like Argyle. You remember socks. they had the, the crazy socks, and everyone was wearing all these funky socks for the longest. All guys were. I love I, socks. I, I never did that. Well, I mean, I like wearing socks, but just not. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't I, need like chili peppers all over them or No, whatever. I think
3: fun socks are fun. If if I, back in the, the world of dating, God, my goodness, this was 20 years ago. When not Margyle socks, probably still were in, so, in the days of your. In the days of your. I loved creative socks. I thought it made people seem like they're really fun.
6: I'm wearing alligator socks right now, there actually. There you
3: go. Oh, Bernie. Sorry. And, Sorry,
10: Brett. Alligator, gotta, as in like the material, like alligator, like leather
3: socks with alligators on them.
5: <laughs> yeah, because those would be comfortable. Oh, uh, there
10: you go, the alligator socks. There you go. It's and like they're eating our, my feet. They look like Lacoste. By the way, they're not out it's Lacoste. So.
3: One of our um, one of our <laughs> listeners gave me elf socks for Christmas. I love those little things.
10: A listener gave you elf
3: socks. Elf socks, like they Buddy the Elf socks. Oh, oh Buddy
5: they, the Elf socks. They <laughs> didn't give me elf socks,
10: did they?
3: You need to be more elf like. No, Uh-oh. they gave you something. They need to give. <laughs> they gave you something. I don't know what it was.
10: Yeah, don't be a Grinch. <laughs> it was, Part two size is too small. It was a
3: Grinch hat. <laughs> I got elf socks. You got a Grinch hat. No, I can't remember what you got, but we all got we all got um, personalized gift bags.
5: Oh yeah, you're exactly right. I was just I was thinking. I don't. I thought maybe they, like they brought everybody socks, and no. I didn't get no. mine. No. No. Well, anyway, uh, you can get your Argyle movie passes. At 7045701110 right now George is taking the first 5 people cuz we we got late word on this and uh, Argyle is playing you also get Argyle playing cards you get a notebook and you get a WBT prize pack
3: That's fun How about that I want some I want an Argyle notebook What's in the prize pack
10: I have no idea yeah, I was just like picture a, like an autograph 8x10 glossy of Beth and Beau I don't know <laughs>
5: Yes. <laughs> I was going to say Brett Jensen. <laughs> I was, too. <laughs> so that's uh, that's up for grabs right now. And if the uh, phone lines are any indication, you better call. And if you haven't called yet, then uh, you're, you're probably going to be too late. But we'll, we'll do more of this. And remember, tomorrow, well, I'll save that. I'll save that for a minute. Um, tonight on, uh, on Breaking with Brett Jensen, it's all about the Tar
10: Heels. It is. It was last night about the Tar Heels. Tonight it's about the Tar Heels. Tomorrow's about the debate. I'll see you Thursday. Well,
3: <laughs> well, you'll be with us at the debate on Wednesday. I will be there. You're going to be a be. huge part of that show.
10: I know. I mean, I'm here today with you guys, so that's a Tuesday. And You're such a want
3: wah kind of guy. No,
10: no. See, <laughs> you know what? I've said this forever, especially when I was a sports. People go, "Oh, your your glass is always half empty." Mm-hmm. So, no. To me, there's no such thing as half empty or half full. It's halfway. It is. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. It, it's halfway, not half empty. Not half full; it's halfway.
5: Agreed, but uh, that's always been my. But when you sit at halfway, you can either take the viewpoint of I've got halfway to go to where I want to be, or I'm halfway from the bottom of the
10: barrel. Right, and I don't look at it that. I don't look at either way of those. I just just look at. I look at exactly where I'm at.
3: You just sound half empty.
10: (laughs) To you, I mean, not maybe to Mary Poppins, I sound half empty. (laughs) Yeah, there's the elf over there. I mean, like, come on, Mary. Just a spoonful of sugar. It'll help that medicine go down. Go right we love well. you. I do love everyone. All
3: you gotta do is spread love. I if love we, you
10: more. No, I love you more.
3: It's so easy. If we all did that more, just think how great the world would be if we all just mm. loved. We Good just morning. Loved. Yeah. There you go.
10: Make love, not war. Yeah.
3: Yep.
5: Yeah. 943 on WBT let's go to that downer of a guy boomer yeah,
4: right.
3: no. hey boomer you're the you're 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 my kind of guy you're like the Mary Poppins version of traffic. Dude. In all the best ways
4: Let me grab an umbrella You're like
3: You're Barry Pop. <laughs> no,
5: no, no, he's like Dick Van Dyke <laughs> yeah. right? like Tripping
7: yeah. over to the ottoman <laughs> No, no, no no. I don't mean that I mean,
3: I mean, I mean, it, I mean my, my best friend Chimney sweep oh my
7: God. <laughs> We've done that a few times As a matter
3: Yeah.
7: In <laughs> Another place in time
1: Hey,
5: don't forget Tomorrow Another chance for you to win Doobie Brothers tickets. They're coming to Charlotte this summer. And you know how we do it. We get creative. So imagine that you're on the lake and you pull up, you happen upon four friends in their respective yachts. You know, they're all tied together. And all you got to do is listen to the song we play for you and tell us whose yacht is playing this song? Not this one, but the one I would give you. Could be this one.
3: Yeah. This might be on someone's list. Basically, whose favorite yacht rock song is this? Mm-hmm. Is it mine? Is it Bo's? Is it Bernie's? Or is it Jim Zoki's? I can tell you it's not mine. That's why you're not in the contest right yeah. <laughs> Glass half empty.
5: The Doobie Brothers. Tom Johnston, Michael McDonald, Pat Simmons, John McPhee, and special guest—how about this, Steve Winwood?
10: Oh, there you go.
5: PNC Music Pavilion on July 30th. So I we... saw
10: him in concert.
5: Actually. Winwood? Mm-hmm. I would love to see yeah, Winwood. He's really good. You know, and that might be the reason—the thing that gets me there more than the Doobie Brothers. I saw him, me. as
10: a matter of fact, at PNC. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was the opening act for uh... Steely Dan.
5: Ooh. Well You know, if you go to this concert, you could be back in the high life again.
10: Look, see what you did? I I
5: so tomorrow we have uh, at least two more pairs of tickets to give away to the Doobie Brothers. We had a great time with this earlier in the show. So tomorrow, we'll be back at it. Whose Yacht is playing this song? Bo Thompson and uh, Brett Jensen, Beth Troutman here. So uh, I believe we need to have a Maggie update, do we not?
10: Yeah, it's because um, the, the listeners out there, I will tell you guys this, that It's been really overwhelming for the last year that I've been doing my show that, you know, periodically I would give Maggie updates. And when there would be a period of time, I would get emails. They would call the show. They'd send me direct messages on social media just wanting Maggie updates. And it was, like, really, really nice. And men, women, old, young, were all just interested in Maggie. And the funny thing is Pat Cotham, the Mecklenburg County Commissioner, she reached out to me. I don't know, like six months ago, and we were talking about Mags, and she said, "You do realize you have the most famous dog in North Carolina, right?" Oh. And I went, "That's that's pretty special, little
3: Maggie May."
10: That's right, Maggie May. And so, anyway, so Maggie is 14 years and eight months, and which
3: is, I mean, that's that's a great age for a dog as big as Maggie
10: is. Yeah, it, um, I looked it up last night. She's technically right now she's 92 years old in golden retriever dog years. Right. Um, most golden retrievers live to be about 11 and a half or 12. They don't usually yeah. live past 12. Um, but so she's 14 years, 8 months. Um, she'll be 15 in May. But we've had some issues where, like, early-onset kidney disease, it, it, you know, it's manageable, um, sort of like diabetes in humans, but it's, uh, it's progressed, and with the progression – has come the more even more extreme loss of appetite Mm. and the only way we as humans or animals survive is by eating you have to eat and so it's been an issue and she was not doing well friday so we i took her to the vet they did a quick scan no masses on her at all so that was good you know you don't want any cancerous masses because golden retrievers can sometimes be prone to cancer so everything's good there so I had to take her back yesterday because we had a very rough weekend. Um, uh, it, I mean, I had to take her outside. I think it was six or seven times just on Saturday because her stomach issues were not going well. And so we spent, uh, she spent nine hours at the ER yesterday. And, uh, and I was there for about four hours. And then I went back and I finally picked her up last night. It was like right around 10 p.m. when I picked her up and I thought we were gonna have to go back this morning. That was the initial thought, because they thought that along with the kidney disease, which they found cysts on her kidneys and their liver starting to get enlarged, Mm. that uh, they thought that her adrenal glands weren't producing enough um, metabolism. And it's curable, but the medicine is counterproductive to the kidneys. So you have to, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't, you have to find a happy balance. Turns out her adrenal glands are fine. So that's why I didn't have to take her back this morning for more treatments and more tests. But they suggest that once a month or so, I take her to the vet to get fluids. And I, what I do not know, and Beth, you can talk about this, because I do not know what type of fluids they're talking about. Because she's drinking. That's not the problem. But there must be some special kind of fluid. And they even said... know after a while you can take the bags home and administer the ivs yourself into maggie if you want and so but I don't know what kind of fluids they're talking it's about. It's
3: just a normal fluid solution. It's um, because my chihuahua, uh, before I had the two that I have, um, I had a chihuahua for 16 years, and he, he went into to kidney failure, and he was on um, kind of doggy dialysis, which what they're doing is your kidneys are are designed to flush out your system. They're designed to clean out the, the toxins, the, the things that are in you know your body from food and from the things that you drink, and they, it's designed to help um, filter those kidneys out, a little bit, which is what they did for um, my my other Chihuahua that I lost back in 2013. He his name was Paco, so his it was actually short for Bill after the composer. <laughs> um, he uh, he had to to be on pretty consistent fluids, and it's not it's not easy. But if, if she's right now still uh, you know in early stages, the early stages of it,
10: then. Yeah, she just, uh, according to the vet, she just entered stage two out of four stages of yeah. kidney failure. And yeah. so um, and stage one lasted just over a year, about 14, 15 months. So so
3: they've been doing fluids on her for a while? To find no, out toxins? no, 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 no,
10: no. Just um, sp- like we, we've been on you know kidney dog food and stuff like that, sp- which you have to get with a prescription. So, you know, the vet said last night, she said, look, it doesn't matter the breed. It doesn't matter the age. Every dog reacts to kidney disease differently. They could come from the same litter, and they will react differently. So she said, Brett, we don't know if Maggie has three months, six months, or a year, or a year and a half. We just don't know. She said stage one lasted more than a year. So she said that tends to be a good sign. But stage two, I mean, it, it's starting to take her toll. Like, so like she's like, she didn't eat yesterday at all. She didn't eat Saturday at all. No food. Zero. And now she's not even eating her dog treats. And so I have medicine to try and make her eat. But yeah, so the thing was Mags. I got her. I moved to Charlotte, August 4th, 2009. I got Maggie four days later. And so she's been with me all but four days back in Charlotte. She's the first dog I had since high school.
3: So she's she's just your
10: little baby. It's yeah, so it's, so hard. Yeah, and so it's and she'll um,
3: let you know. That's the thing that 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 our animals are just just they're so full of unconditional love. She'll let you know.
10: Yeah. So you know we've uh, we've canceled the next couple of episodes of uh, water physical therapy, um, where they walk on treadmills just yeah. to get her back up to speed, and then we'll go back to physical therapy um, just to build up her, you know, help with her arthritis and build up her leg muscles, but. That's where we are, so I wasn't, to be honest with you, up until 10 o'clock last night, I wasn't even sure I was going to be here this morning, because I thought I might be at the ER again with Mags.
5: Well, you know, you know that, uh, that if you had called us and told us that, we would completely understand, because uh, we did a, we talked not too long ago about uh, both of us, I mean... It, and so many people listening, uh, thinking about their dogs and dogs in the past. It's a tough thing. I mean, they, as Beth always says, you know, n- no one will ever love you like an animal will.
3: now oh, it's so incredibly true. And if you, like you, you know, my, my animals have just been such huge parts of different experiences in my life. That, like my little Chihuahua Zoe. My mom picked her out for me, and now you know everyone knows that I've, I've lost my mother. So she's kind of the last little piece of my mom. And with I me.
5: and I said a few years ago when my dog uh, Rosie passed away. I mean that dog helped raise our kids. Right. I mean that's no joke. Right. So, you know, um, we'll keep him to you tell us keep 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 us uh, up to speed on what's going on. Well, I'll be uh, praying for, for Mags.
10: I appreciate that. And like we I said, she's uh, she's still. The best thing about golden retrievers, they still always have that happy deposition, dipos- mm-hmm. dipos- um, you know, where they're just like just so happy, smiling in the tail's wagon. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what goes on. But like I said, it's not the vet seems to think things will be OK as well as they can be. That she's not in any pain. I was like, all right, that's 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 priority that's one. Yeah.
5: Well, that'll wrap it for today. Thank you, Brett. We'll see you tomorrow night at the debate. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And Beth Troutman, yours truly, Bo Thompson. Thanks to Bernie and George today. We'll be back tomorrow right here on WBT.